you know, I do so many shows now without that intro. That one feels, I mean, it was always long, but that felt ridiculous. I mean, that's, good lord, that's a, that's a masterpiece. Folks, the youth movement has reached the late night green. You're looking at three very tired young men here on your screen. Firm shoot. As, uh, well, should I say it or not? He's signed a deal with NXT 2.0, he was a new color commentator. Congratulations to shoot. We think it will go well. Um, they said his work regarding the cowboy hat was the main main thing you needed for candidacy. So there you go. Congratulations to shoot. We're a trio now. We have much discussed. This is Rampage Baby and, and many things more that I definitely didn't ask Bob two hours ago if he has any topics for tonight's <laughs> show in fear that I would fall asleep. Bobby, how are you on this wonderful Friday evening? I'm doing well, pal. You know, uh, ready to grin. Uh ready to talk about Rampage and all the other exciting stuff we have planned. You know when the show started and they go, they go, this is Rampage, baby. Mm. Do you, are you at a point now where you say that with them like you used to with, um, you know, am I ready? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> am I ready? <laughs> Did you have a good time with SmackDown tonight, by the way? Uh, no, not really. No? Okay. But, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Oracle? We are uh, 24 hours removed from another triumphant historical oracle, and we have to talk about modern wrestling. Fuck this, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's worth noting. This is important. No, like, full disclosure here, I don't think any of us are saying this show is bad or even less than good. No, the show was, We're the all, was fine. We're all just very tired. We're just tired, we're, folks. We're just we're tired. We're our fearless leaders, so this should this could be quite the uh, this could be quite the venture. Okay, let me pull up a review of this show so I remember what happened. Um, Bob, unless you took notes, you may have took notes. Um, I mean, I know what the the Adam Cole stuff was first. If you want to just start okay. there, Adam Cole Bay Bay um, wrestled Evil Uno, and I have to say, I was very happy to see them do something that I think they don't do enough. And a guy had a clear reaction to losing, right? He went out there and kicked the shit out of a guy that, while I like him, should be getting the shit kicked out of him by a top guy. And he cut promo afterwards that I thought was pretty good too. But I thought this was a big-time triumph, really. I mean, it was nice to see Adam Cole get some get an edge rather than doing a 12-minute match of Evil Uno, right? It was – it felt – Frankly, kind of un AEW. I mean, as a compliment in this particular sense. Oracle, I know you and I have had our frustrations about him, Cole, but this was a nice kind of divorce from the usual for him, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I think I think the squash helped him, and he's a very good promo. I've, I've never, I've never really criticized his promo work. I've, I think he is a good promo. I think he's always been a good promo, um, and I think. Dynamite hinted, and and we were all kind of predicting that he would get Page at at, at uh, Revolution. I think that's mm -hmm. very clear and obvious now. Yes. Um, so, because you know, in the in the promo and the little promo he had on Dynamite, he was like, "I'm facing Evil Uno," and and that's I'm basically he said something along the lines of, "I'm going to send the message to the person who needs to get it." Right. Um course you know referencing the dark order relationship with with hangman adam page um and yeah you know his promo was 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 very good he listed all the people he beat and and uh you know 
had the had the nice mic drop moment there looking in the camera yeah Thumbs job up. all done bobby you're known as a as an adam cole hater your thoughts on this segment yeah, I actually liked it a lot. You know, um, go out and get the quick win like you talked about. And then uh, the promo, you know, they got to start heating him up if he's going to be the guy to face uh, Hangman at Revolution. And they got, you know, just about a month at this point. So it's going to be something that, uh, you know, you got to do in a hurry. And uh, this is a good start. I want to quickly uh, stop the review here to discuss some of those topics, okay? Because I think this is interesting. I think we all agree that that's a more than serviceable pay-per-view title match, right? Now, again, we have our frustration with M. Cole. He's a big star to that audience. It's a big match. No, I have no problem, and there's history there, and there's a story there. They both joined Bullet Club on, like, the same week, I'm pretty sure, when they did that Ring of Honor stuff, so no issue with it. However, couple things. Number one, where are we at on Hangman's title reign through, what are we looking here, nearly three months? Because I was sitting there pondering earlier because someone did, you know, did one of those engagement tweets. What do you guys think, right? And it's like, it's really difficult because I think we both agree the Brian matches are two of the greatest matches in AEW history. Mm-hmm. But it feels like his television presence isn't where it should be. What do you think about it, Bob? Am I, am I imagining stuff? It feels like he should, he's not as central as he should be. Yeah, it feels like in January, like he wasn't on Dynamite like outside of the Brian match, I don't know that he was really on regularly. Like he did commentary, I think the one time, but like, yeah, he's not featured. And, uh, you know, I get it. They don't have their champion wrestle on TV for the most part, but like, there's gotta be a better way to just kind of feature him, keep him out there. He's still probably the top baby face. And yeah, tag's a good idea. Trio's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. And it feels like the dark order should be a really natural kind of route to do those tags and trios matches. Right. Oracle, where are you at on this, on this subject in terms of hangman's presence on TV? Uh, I I think I agree with Bob. He just he 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 just feels missing. Um, and I I do think there's there's something difficult about trying to strike the right balance with like not exposing your world champion, but also trying to make them special and keep them. You know, I mean, like you can't do the Brock Lesnar route, which is they obviously didn't haven't gone this extreme mm-hmm. by any means at all. Don't 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 misquote me. Um, but you know, you also can't do the route where like, uh, you know, you can't do the, um, the Drew McIntyre 2019, 2020. Yeah. Or the, uh, Triple H or even it didn't matter cause he was so over, but even Austin in 99 was a little bit right. like, yeah, there's definitely, yeah. there's a version of this where. Simply put, if you're not a fan of that rest of the show, becomes unbearable to watch, right? And like, I don't mean, you ever want to do that one guy, really. So, yeah, I agree. The balance is, I haven't found it quite yet. Fair to say, yeah. Um, I think Hangman, I don't think you can, you can question how important he feels in a sort of grand sense, right? Like, he beat Danielson, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's more a case of. Is he a kind of centerpiece of the of the television show as much as you would like, right? I guess is the is the thing. And here's the, the deal with that. That could easily change with the Adam Cole program, right? They mm-hmm. could be they could be the center narrative for the of the show. So 
we'll let it play out. I just think it's interesting because quite fr- when I looked at the tweet earlier, I couldn't believe we were already this deep in the run. We're already, you know, we're coming up to three months. It's just interesting. Um, on the other side of that, Adam Cole. Eric and I had a little conversation about this after we went off the air uh, last night, and I think this is actually interesting. When Adam Cole was coming over to AEW, and we were talking about the role for him, I remember I said a lot on the distraction, I don't know about the grin, but I said, you know, there's that that position that we've all got MJF penciled in for, right? He's the heel that's up next. He's going to get that belt eventually as the, as the younger heel. And I said it'll be interesting how Adam Cole fares in that conversation, right? Because I think they're vying for a similar spot. Cole has got next here in terms of pay-per-view matches, which I think suggests he's less likely to win the belt, right? I think, and this is definitely a recency bias thing because the punk match was so great, but like, for all of his flaws, MJF feels a lot closer to that to that crown than than Cole does to me. In my in my internal big board, there's been some shifting there, folks. I have to say, I, I think I think they were close to each other. I think MJF's pretty clear of Cole in my mind at this point. Am I am I just being biased and unfair, Bobby, or are you in the same boat as that? It was me on that one. No, I think you might be onto something. Like, you know, I don't think Cole has a big a, as big of a win as the Punk win. Like, you know, so it's like. Right. But I don't even mean, sorry, but I don't even mean in terms of like the booking. Mm. I mean, like, in my head, if I was mapping out the promotion, you said to me, which guy are you going to go with first? I would 100% go MJF at this point, which everyone that watches this show knows was not always, yeah, <laughs> was not no. always my initial reaction, right? Go ahead. No, based on based on how like both of them have been uh, utilized, yeah, I think you're you're right on. Oracle, we talked a little about this. Give me a little, uh, you know, comparison between those two guys. I'm intrigued. I mean, you and I talked, so I know where you're at, but I'm intrigued. Your uh, kind of big picture stance on Adam Cole or MJF. Compare those guys for me a little bit. Am I freezing? Is is my internet going out? No, it might be me. I think you're good. Okay. Okay. Did you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Because <clears throat> it could be had, me. We had, we, had some, we had some pre-show concerns, folks, and and we did. Uh, you know, just 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 be prepared for uh, Bob and I to run the show for six hours. Mm, yeah, um, I, I hope I'm okay, yeah. folks. Tell me if I'm breaking up here. I'll try and fix it. But um, I I, I, the, only, the only reason I asked that is because I noticed that the whole thing froze up, and I don't know if it's my end or Bob's end or your end or oh, what. God. So I know, I, know. It's, it's, I, I I hate to derail it, but I'm I'm trying to figure it out. It's it's it seems fine. It seems all right. Okay. Okay. Um, Oracle, um, give me a comparison there with, with Cole and, and MJF at this point in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I, I I think I think it does seem like MJF is the um sort of premier top heel in terms of like he, to me he's a top heel in the company. And and I feel like it's it's going to be Cole's kind of running uphill right now. Um in terms of that. And I wonder if he's going to I don't know. It's. I feel like part of his promo tonight was kind of playing that up. Like, obviously not directed at MJF, but like him feeling like he's not being. Yeah, he's serious know, now, yeah, right? He wants his right, respect. Right, right exactly. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. 
they're clearly the top two heels, I think. Because um, I think when 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 Kenny comes back, he's going to be babyface. Yeah. Um, or at least eventually. But I think MJF is is definitely the number one heel, and I think he's going to be hard to, you know, defeat in 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 that moniker. So. Right. Um, I I think I think it's definitely going to be him for for the long haul. Certainly interesting. Bobby, did Oracle just freeze for you a moment ago? He did. Okay, Bobby's now the only one that's not tackling internet problems. This is going to be an incredible show. Um, I'm sure it's fine. You were fine for most of it, Oracle. I know. This is, this, is, this is great. Okay, we're going to do a two-man grin, it looks like. <laughs> and then Bob's going to be the last man standing. <laughs> okay. I've always worth kicking that stuff around. We had a quick promo with Jade. Um I'm intrigued when they eventually get to some open challenges because on Grapsity she suggested that was something that's coming. That'll be an interesting little wrinkle to this this idea. Bobby, you looked very fired up there, like you're gonna you're gonna say something, get mad. No, it should be cool. Um Jade oh. is improving a whole bunch. Uh you know, I'm I'm glad they're kind of leaning into the streak thing. Like that obviously has its flaws, but like if you're this far into it, you might as well just go with it and then figure out a way out of it later. Absolutely. Okay, TNT title. Um, Sammy Guevara, Isaiah Cassidy. I had fun with this one. It was very hard for me not to look at Andrade, though, when he was on screen because he was just glorious here. He was in peak Andrade form. Like, him talking to Matt and being confused at why Isaiah Cassidy doesn't try to win more. <laughs> amazing, amazing stuff. <laughs> um, they had a nice match. I will... Especially when it's got once it got going. I think early on the focus was so all over the place that I found it hard to really lock into the match. But I, I'll tell you, I've seen it consistently. Isaiah Cassidy's damn good, man. Mm. He's damn good. People don't he's kind of been like him and the whole the private party acts as, as a team is this way, but like people made their mind up real quick and I don't think they've adjusted to his improvements and their improvements. But Cassidy stands out in particular. Um Oracle, did this one do anything for you as a famed Sammy Guevara fan? Hmm. Uh, the match was good. Um, I agree that Cassidy looked good. Uh, I was, I enjoyed the Andrade coming out deal and him like being upset and disappointed with Matt Hardy was sort of amusing. Um, but the, yeah, you know, the match was good. Uh, I, I thought the post match was more interesting. Yes, we'll, we'll get into that here shortly. But first, Bob, the TNT title match. It was entertaining. You know, perfectly entertaining uh, mid-card TV title match. I don't know why Sammy wears both belts. Um, yeah, that's but, pretty dumb. You know. <laughs> Other than that, it was fine. Uh, yeah, I like the Andrade stuff a lot. and Yeah. So post-match, we had the deal where, where Sammy was surrounded and Darby came out. And this is where AEW is objectively good, right? He's like, my initial reaction was, oh, God, I hope these guys aren't friends. Like, that seems like a terrible fit, right? And immediately Excalibur goes, two years ago, they wrestled in this exact building at Revolution 2020, and they go face-to-face, and it's like, well, that's nice, right? It respects you as a fan, and it, make, it realizes that you remember they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. They should never like each other. They're Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. They're, you know, it, that makes that perfect sense. So thumbs up to that, but the big highlight here was that when Darby hit the ring, Andrade doing like the handshake, like <laughs> we got him. <laughs> He's fucking incredible in this role, man. Mm-hmm. But this is, 
I, look, I love Andrade, but where has this come from? This recent kind of just personality is it's been it's been incredible. Yeah, this is great. I'm glad he tapped into it. Um, he's just he's been a joy to watch every week, man. You know, he had the in ring stuff, obviously, but this has been like something we haven't seen from him, and it's really cool to just keep watching it unfold. Absolutely. I'm... Oh no, I'm freezing. No, you're fine. Oh, oh this is weird. Um, a uh, part of it is that I'm very tired and like. Are you are you actually physically freezing? Do you think? I, I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, you're not freezing really on camera much, so. Uh, I I feel like this is like probably kind of how Andrade is in real life. Yeah, so which like, rules by the way. This is kind God of an bless. extension of his actual personality. Right. Um, I'm intrigued. What do you think the like? Are we gonna get get this Derby Sammy match on TV? As a TV main event, is that what we're thinking right now? Because if it was Andrade and Derby's probably the pay per view match, right? Probably. I don't know. Any any thoughts on that, Bob? Yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, like they're definitely trying to do Andrade and Derby there. Yeah, I I think that'd be a fine TV main event. You do uh, Derby and Sammy, and you know, put the TNT title on the line or whatever. Just give it some stakes, and then I I'd enjoy it. It feels like a good fit for a TV main event. Oracle, any read on on the on the destination of this this stare down deal they gave us with Sammy and Darby? Yeah, it'd be a TV main event because uh, I think Andrade and Darby is going to be the uh, the destination right. for Revolution. Anything? I saw someone in the chat said it. Do we still think Scorpio is going to get circled into that TNT title deal? Because I mean. They like they kind of go hot and cold on that. Like they'll be, they'll make it seem like it's inevitable, and then they go away from it again, right? I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, Dan Lambert is the third heel in the company, arguably the second over Cole. Oh, and he's no. got his goons <laughs> everywhere. So, Oracle, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we have news. Tony Khan has tweeted, and it is not problematic, not yet anyway, depending on which wrestler walks through the Forbidden Door on Wednesday. Um, he has said that a top wrestler walked through the Forbidden Door on Wednesday and debut in AEW. The Forbidden Door would suggest that this is a, a a relationship of some kind, most likely New Japan. Am I being am I being dumb for saying that, or am I? It doesn't feel like it's just a debut, right? I don't yeah, know. the the Forbidden Door is is. Uh... That's yeah. the key phrase here. Yes. We all figured that would be the the uh, the announcement of the announcement, right? Would be that, that somebody would show up. I don't know. I thought it could be saying, like, you know, with Battle of the Belts is in Staples Center or something. I don't know. Tony Khan's weird, man. I don't know. Yeah. He's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the Forbidden North thing. So, you know, it could be – I'm not sure who it's going to be. Um <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> that rules. It feels like it's gonna be Jay White. Switchblade. Yeah, it's probably Jay White. He's here, and I say here like I'm in America. I may as well fucking well be at this point. He, you know, he's in, he's a stateside. <laughs> I don't think anyone else have noticed. My assumption would be. May I, may may I interrupt you for a minute? Of course. <clears throat> Bob, is Puerto Rico part of the United States? You know, I do bits on Twitter all the time, and that's the one that actually got people to fall for it. 
Oh, bullshit. Oh, Bob. come on now. Get the fuck You should be ashamed of yourself, Bobby. That's what it was. I'm aware no, that... No, that's nonsense. Yes, I'm He's... aware that Puerto Rico is Commonwealth. Right, stop, stop. Flag on the play. <laughs> Bob, second. provide context first so people know what we're talking about, and then we're going to get into this, because I'm very upset right now. Bob, go ahead. The Elimination Chamber commercial says it's the first Elimination Chamber outside the United States, and I said there was one in Puerto Rico. That is, that is the most... That, no, that is not obviously a bit. That is a Bob tweet. No, it's not. I'm sorry. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Does anyone, Oracle, does anyone want to do this, right? Chat, this is very simple. To bit or not to bit is the question. I need bit or no bit right now in the chat. Every person in there, I need to have an answer on this. <laughs> I refuse the notion. I don't that accept man, it either. That's just, that's just. Yeah. And to alone. be clear, if you guys say bit, we're not going to accept it anyway. <laughs> 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 okay, they, this next, is tremendous. the next thing Bob's gonna say is that he didn't get his Vax car from Nia Jax, bro. <laughs> let me tell you something, okay? Because this show's already off the rails, so let's just talk about this quickly. Not vaccinations, that's for Bob's other show. There's some people on Twitter that need to chill because she shouldn't have tweeted that shit, but if you stand. A wrestler, do not comment on that because there is a good chance that they're one of the wrestlers that bought the fake Max card. <laughs> okay, wrestlers are fucking dumb. She's probably not lying. There you go. All right. Anyway, Bob, anything on vaccinations? Yes, you should get vaccinated from a real doctor and get a real card. Get it all filled out, all that good stuff. Stop endangering people around you. Good job, Bob. You come a long way. Is that that you know you on Twitter you said that you've you learned new information, you changed your mind? Is yep. that what you just did there? No, I've uh had the vaccine for quite some time. How much time? Um I think the first one was like last February, and then the second one was two weeks after, and then Seems my booster was the day of a little uh, late for a uh you know someone who claims to to uh you know, have a job that that that, that would get one earlier. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. Interesting. I'll let, I'll let the chat investigate that one. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, Rampage. Uh, QT Marshall, he said he's going to have someone fight Hook. And I stood up. I pumped my fist. I said, Buddy Matthews is finally coming to AEW. He's not Buddy Matthews. He's another man with a name that I've forgotten. Um, Hook is going to kick the shit out of him. Any thoughts on it not being Buddy Matthews, guys? That's unfortunate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I just say the Bud Matt bit has never been more encapsulated by me asking that while Oracle yawned and you just lent into your mind and said, that's unfortunate. That's all I could get. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. Blake Lee. There you go. Maybe it will be, hey, Bob. Yep. Maybe it will be Bud Matt under a hood, huh? <laughs> Perhaps. There you go. Oracle, <laughs> did you hear about this shit on Tuesday? <laughs> no. I did a bit, right? We were talking about how, you know, uh, Dante Martin's like facials are very uh, uncomfortable, <laughs> uncomfortable, unnatural, whatever, right? They're a little bit odd, right? And 
Shoot said, well, yeah, he worked under a mask. And I said, right. I said, Bobby can talk to that because before the grin, he exclusively worked under a hood. And Bobby got mad. He slammed his fist <laughs> like I was doing it. That I was saying that he was a racist. I was talking about my Oracle. You know, you're a wrestling expert. Under a hood is merely wrestling vernacular, isn't it? Yeah. See? See, if Oracle was there, none of this would happen. All right, anyway. Um, so, so Chris Statlander, uh, she, this was, this was hilarious. This segment was, this popped me huge. Chris Statlander was doing a promo and like Layla comes from behind and Shivani lets out this, like this incredibly phony, but also hilarious. Oh my God. (laughs) And Layla just kicks the shit out of her and I'm already laughing. And then it gets even funnier because like just at the time where it wasn't needed, Red Velvet provides help and he's like, <laughs> Red Velvet's of no use, right? It's terrible. This popped me. Bobby, did you did you laugh at this or was I just very tired? No, it was great. I, I did enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, Layla, Layla's good, man. I'm glad she's, she's awesome. on TV more. She's so awesome. Big fan of Layla Hush. Oracle, did you pop for this or was you, was you yawning? <laughs> uh... I, I laughed at the part where she like handed her to the chair so she could hold it so she could get a knee to the face. That yeah. made me laugh. That always um, but yeah, the uh, <laughs> um, the uh, first chair shot was particularly nasty. Um, mm-hmm. You just reminded me of like when you stay up late when you're a kid and like things are more funny than they actually are. Yeah, I'm living it right now. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> My brother Dustin and I were up late one 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 holiday. And we were watching uh, Home Improvement on Nick at Night, and there's a Christmas episode where they go to like a play of Noel, and Al's like saying stupid shit, and Tim just goes No Al, <laughs> and my brother and I laughed very hard for a very long time for like an hour, and this was like three two or three a.m. <laughs> Um, good stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bob, have you seen Halloween Kills yet? No, I was going to share my favorite episode of Home Improvement. I thought that's where we were going. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bob. There's a Thanksgiving one where they're at the Lions game at the Pontiac Silverdome and Tim knocks out the power to the entire Silverdome. Oh, yeah. It's a famous one. Yeah. 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 I always like that one a lot. That's a good one. Hey, Bob. Yep. Have you seen Halloween Kills yet? No, yeah, I was looking for a movie to watch last night. I was going to watch it as a bit, and then I couldn't find it on streaming anywhere, and I gave up. How about Halloween? Nope. Halloween 2? Nope. Halloween 3? Nope. Halloween 4? Nope. Halloween 5? Yes. H2O? Halloween? No. H2O 20 years later? No. Halloween remake? No. Halloween 2 remake? Nope. Halloween 3 remake? Nope. I don't think there was a Halloween free remake. You should have called me out on that, Bob. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, Rampage. We, we're, we're, we're at the 1025 Eastern mark of Rampage. I'm sure it's fine. Um, Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez. Um, this was actually, and this shows you just how much of a nerd I am. It popped me that this was something they don't usually do, and I actually thought it was like perfectly in place here. You know? Mm. Like this actually worked, and it was a reminder of what we talk about a lot, which is like 
Just like DQ finishes are not inherently bad just because one place does them too much. You can do it, man. It can be in the playbook. This fucking ruled. This got over Mercedes Martinez's character way better than her winning or losing because she's she doesn't give a shit, right? She laid her out with a lead pipe. Match, and I'm not saying the match was like incredible or anything. Like, I actually thought it took a while to get settled in, but once they, you know, it was it was a nice match, but it was a teaser. And more than that, it was a reminder of what I'm talking about, which is you can do this stuff, man. It works. Bobby, your thoughts. Yeah, I thought the match was pretty good, and uh, the finish was good, and they don't do it much, like, you know, like you said, so that adds to it. And then, you know, the backstage stuff where you're kind of continuing this Brit and Jamie Hayter thing, yeah. but you're also kind of bringing Mercedes Martinez into it, that's good too. You're, you're we'll, moving stuff ahead. Yeah, we'll circle back to that because I think that was worth – Yeah, re- that was really well done. Oracle, firstly, your thoughts on the match. Obviously, it wasn't the match they can have, but it was a nice start sure. to this program. Yeah, uh, I, th- I thought the match was good. Um you know, they, they, they seem to, you know, be able to work well together and, and seem like, you know, they, they, they can have some decent, you know, uh, decent chemistry. Um, the finish was great. Uh, that, th- I mean, the pipe shot looked great. Awesome. Looks really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this is going to continue. This, this really needed, you know, we've, we've been critical about how they've, built this up because they just sort of left it sitting such a long time without any sort of right without any physicality right right Mm -hmm. right and you know other than the i think they had one little brawl right like like a couple weeks ago i think they did it in the in the tbs title match i think they did it Mm -hmm. remember that yeah Yeah. Uh uh-huh other than that it's been pre-tapes i think yeah um but yeah this was this was this was good um uh, but I, I, you know, the interview segment is, is, is I think, where they where they really nailed it. Yes. Before we get to that, we have news. <laughs> Tony Khan has tweeted again, and one, and it still is not problematic. He says, and I quote: "The forbidden door can be opened for anyone from any wrestling promotion in the world." Whether or not it's a company AEW is on good terms with, even if it's someone from a company that's open for business. They are also welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to congratulate Buddy Matthews on his impending AEW debut. Get fucked, Court Bauer. Any thoughts, lads? What if it's what JJ just said? <laughs> oh no! Don't do that. No, let's not do that, please. <laughs> no, please don't do that, please. I actually can't. I don't think I'll do this anymore if that happens. He's awful, man. <laughs> we debated this like a week ago, and so much has changed <laughs> since we discussed Shane. He came back and left. Holy, <laughs> <laughs> that would part me. Hey, there was someone that wasn't at SmackDown tonight. Oh, God bless Oracle looking at the sky. Not sure who wasn't the SmackDown. Oh, man, I know. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sailor Moon. Brother, could you imagine? Listen, I think the top candidate is probably um, Roderick Strong or Buddy Matthews. Uh, I haven't investigated yet with my many sources. If it's Samoa Joe, and I promise I'm not doing a bit, 
I may do a 24-hour stream next week. I, I, I hope this is like I hope this is like uh the uh they build it up for like the next like five days and it's like the greater power revealed and everybody thinks it's gonna be something like a big deal and then we're all just disappointed. That would be Buddy Matthews, and I'll be the only one in the world that isn't disappointed. <laughs> Do you imagine Bud Matt walks in and was like, what the fuck? Why would anyone care? And I'm sitting there just raw, like, yeah, and takes the shoot in all caps. Listen, I'm now intrigued. This is actually, this is why I love So what he's saying is, is it could, he's trying to play it up that it could be a WWE person. That's what he's doing. I think it will be. I mean, I, I don't think be... it's going to be, but my point is he's trying to make it, you know what I mean? Do you think it will be Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns? Oh, sure. Charlotte Flair? Sure. <laughs> Ronda Rousey? Oh, my fuck, it could be Triple Pole. Wow. Triple Pole, brother, that's it. They're going to do it, the Cody feud, finally. Do you imagine Triple H comes out and then adrenaline in the bone? <laughs> Someone in the chat said it earlier, but we're really doing hour three and four content at like half an hour here. This is going to be a riot, boys. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Let's actually do a prediction. Let's lock in a name. Uh, I'm going to say Samoa Joe. Um, I will say Keith Lee. Oracle. I will say. <laughs> are those are those honest answers or ones you want? I don't fucking know, man. It's four AM. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I I'm care anymore. Say, I'm just going to say Ali just to pop myself. <laughs> yeah, because man. the legal ramifications would be incredible. And I want somebody to have the balls to do that. So, Especially because if TK backs it, it's like, they got lawyer money, brother. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'll be honest. It doesn't feel like it's a New Japan guy anymore. You would not. If you were doing a New Japan guy, you would definitely not end it with slamming the door shut on his prior company to me anyway yeah yeah um this is also true though i don't know if this is how you'd frame joe because like slamming the door shut on a company he just went back to seems you know off brand hopefully it's a wrestler i like somebody people mentioned jeff hardy which is a good thing in the which is a very fair yeah. Jeff's going to be there. Deal with it. <laughs> one one time or another. I know, but like... <laughs> that was I a just... big grimace there. I, I mean, like, I know it's Jeff. Like, I, I know he's kind of washed or whatever, but I'm I'm a little surprised at how severe that grimace they're like, was. They're going to pop and, like, it's just... Because it's so obvious he's going there, if it was less exciting, does that make sense? Like, we all know he's coming in. I don't need him to, like... I don't know. That's just me. I people love Jeff. I just I'm not that fired up about the Hardy Boys thing personally. That's just me. I'm a big old hater. I get it. 
anyway, so Rampage. Um, so they do a Serena Deeb vignette, right? And then they, they go to Shivani, who's interviewing Mercedes Martinez. And this is what you were talking about, Bobby. So I'll pass it back to you here shortly. But basically, Brit and someone in our chat don't have an at actually a pal on Twitter said this in the chat that it, the deal was going to be that Brit had paid Mercedes, right? Like she's a mercenary to take out Rosa. And they explored that here, and she's very mad at her. And then you had that awesome stare down at the end with, with Jamie Hayter and, and Mercedes Martinez. Bobby, this was a really well done backstage segment, wasn't it? Yeah, no, and that's it checked a lot of boxes in the 90 seconds or whatever. You know, you establish the Brit and uh, Mercedes thing. You keep the Brit and Jamie thing going. You know, Jamie even asked uh, Rebel if, if she was in on it. And, uh, yeah, just a lot of good stuff here. The Oracle of Professional Wrestling. Grin or Grimace on this backstage segment? I thought it was excellent. Um, I thought everybody did really well. Like Brit's promo. I like Mercedes' uh, rebuttal. I like the stare down a lot. Uh, lots of, lots of. Um, what it does is, I really. It's one of those deals where, when they do it well, it's really well because you got Brit Rosa, Brit Jamie. Brit Mercedes, Mercedes Jamie, Mercedes Rosa continued. There's a lot going on there. You, you've, you've basically got four feuds or four matches that they basically could do at any moment. I want to quickly go back to this because I actually just glossed over it. Do you think they've quite figured out how they want to present Serena yet as a television character? Because I don't know if they have. They seem to change, like, I don't know what currently they're, they're attempting with Serena. I don't know if I like it, I guess is what I'm saying. These vignettes as of late. There was the one where she got really, she got fired up and roared at the camera. She, am, am I, am I, over, am I, you know, overthinking this? It just feels like I don't quite know what they need to do, like what they want to do with her as a character to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see where it ends up, but like it has been kind of a mess so far. She's a wolf. Yeah. Um, Hold on, Bob. Bob, what would you do if 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 Jason's comment came came to light? My God, that'd be it. If no coming back from that. Chat seems to think that I don't know Jeff Hardy's really popular when the. <laughs> And the truth is, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it's just, you know, it's the Hardy Boys. Like, it's cool. So anyway, uh, I want them to bring in fresh young wrestlers like Samoa Joe instead. Tony Shavon. No, we've done that bit. Mark Henry said it's time for the main event. FTW title. Uh, Rick Starks, Jay Lethal. I do want to be serious for a minute in, sh in, in shades of Lance Storm, who sucks. I want to I want to be sincere for a second. It was all jokes aside, seriously. I do want to apologize because people pointed this out to me and shoot did. So I want to bring it up. On the Dynamite review, when Jay Lethal came up, I said, sorry to hear that, which I told you all as an audience I wouldn't do because that's not fair. It isn't a case of sorry to hear that. It's a case of allegations of sexual harassment. It's not a case if he has some bad Twitter likes. So I want to be very clear about it. I apologize to anyone who was disappointed in me doing that. I will not do it moving forward because it isn't a case of sorry to hear that. It's more serious than that. I didn't watch a lot of this match. The finish was fucking awesome. Boys, I don't know how much or how little you watch, but shoot. 
Bobby, go. Yeah, I um, was kind of in and out for this, but I did see the final few minutes, and the finish was uh, definitely incredible. Um, yeah, I like Starks. I hope he wrestles more. I wish he had kind of more of a pronounced role and more of um, you know an important title. You know that FTW title they're doing what they can with it, but it has its limits. Um, yeah, I wish he was in the TNT title hunt, or even like him and Hobbs are in a tag team title hunt. Oracle, did you see much of this one? Did you like it? Um. I caught the finish on replay. It was good. Folks. We've had a great showing in tonight's AEW Rampage TNT title bout. Isaiah Cassidy has earned a qualifying match for a spot in the face of the Revolution ladder match with a TNT title shot at stake. His hmm. opponent will debut on Wednesday and sign a contract with AEW. Hmm. It's Jeff Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. A ladder match. One of Matt's guys. Matt's going to do the big facial expression when Jeff comes out. How do you feel? How do you feel, Joe? I, look, in all seriousness, I think it's, it's, I think it's really neat they can end their careers together. I just, it doesn't excite me much. That's all, you know? That's it's Jeff. Well, see, here's the thing. People say it's not good. Peter isn't up. I don't think. I, I think there's a. I don't know. That's a good point, actually. Can, can I mean? My, Wait, my, my point just get... is, is what's going to stop some? I mean, like I know, like for example, Brock, like eventually won, but he was in legal court for whatever. But like, what are they going to do? Arrest somebody for going to? They might. They might send the police. <laughs> God, could you imagine? It's it's like it's 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 like. Have you ever seen the uh, Billy Joe Travis segment on Memphis where he yes. gets arrested live on TV? Yeah, <laughs> yep. and, and they turn it into an angle because <laughs> they're like, "Well, we gotta do something." Because, could you we, imagine? We once in the grim was trying to find a way to put that on the screen. We we were so fired up about it, we couldn't do it. There's no audio. Um, the chat said, "Look, we may have just been owned." Because he may not be available. Jeff Hardy, that is. So, Josh Alexander. His deal may be up, folks. Well, as, as, as Robert tweeted tonight, uh, he signed a three-year deal with Impact three years ago. Owned. Yeah. And he's he mentioned on last week's TV. Impact should probably not lose him. I mean, yeah. I, know. I, don't, I think they're aware of it. <laughs> Meets late night grand legal experts. Should we just spend the next three and a half hours just pondering free agents and their and their placement in a match with Isaiah Cassidy? Hey Oracle, do you think you could take a good muscle buster? <laughs> hmm. Um, let's just hope that uh let me let, let's okay, let me be clear. Um <laughs> I would be dead because I would not be able to take it well and Tyson Kidd's injury would be nothing compared yeah. to what mine would be. Yeah. Samoa Joe and a ladder match would be interesting in 2022, wouldn't it? Let's not do that, Pomfall. Actually, let's keep Joe away from this. Um, who else wrestles, Bob? Um, you mean just like in general? 
Well, ideally one that could fill this role, but you can just list names in general <laughs> if you'd like. Um, I mean, I guess Keith Lee does make sense here. Johnny Gargano would make sense, but I don't hey, think Bob. he's going to. Yep. Bob, did you know that Keith Lee was limitless? Really? Hey, Bob. Yep. He asks you to bask in his glory. He does. I like the part where you're rocking back and forth, Joe, and like whispering into the... Because he's limitless. Bob, do an impression of Keith Lee. No, I um, I can't. He just... You remember when Keith Lee beat Randy Orton clean in like five minutes? Pop! I do. <laughs> you wonder why Randy don't give a fuck and they blame him. Can you imagine? <laughs> you want me to put I'm over sorry, a guy... Like... Yeah, he's kind minutes. of boring. Yeah, but he fucking he, he rules. I don't. He doesn't care. He's awesome, man. Hey, Bob, do a Keith yeah. Lee promo. No, because he talks in such a weird way. Like, I mean, seems like great material for an impression. I'll work on it. Okay, Jonathan Gresham. He wouldn't do a ladder match, right? He'd say probably. get fucked. Yeah, probably not. Could you imagine Gresh doing pure rules in a ladder match? <laughs> no close fists. <laughs> Look, I think Mad King says Grand Metalik. Bro, that would be awesome. But at the same time, like people would be so disappointed. He's so great, but you can't do him, unfortunately, in this particular spot. Mm-hmm. He rules, though. He's, he's great. I'd love to see him get a spot there, but I just think this that would kill him, I think, if he yeah. got this role here. Because people are going to want big stars. They're going to want a Buddy Matthews. They're going to want, you know. Bandito is interesting. I don't know if you would frame it as. Look, guys, to be totally honest, the fear of being too um, singular here, it really feels like a WWE guy. Mm -hmm. The last bit of that tweet feels too, like, ex-WWE, you know. To me, anyway. I don't know. Um, Bob, you have scoops. Is it Sasha Banks? I don't believe it is, um, but, you know, Wednesday's a long time from now, so stay tuned. It's not that long. No. Four days. And watch the Dynamite preview and Dynamite uh, yeah. preview mm. on Wednesday. And the 24-hour Samoa Joe stream that will follow. <laughs> oh, my God. RVD. <laughs> Imagine it was Bob Van Damme. <laughs> and I get really mad when Bob tweets like a victory left about Yeah, I love Bob Van Dam. I, I mean, I was hoping, him. I was hoping he'd come out at the Rumble, but yeah, he probably shouldn't be uh, in an actual match. I, do you remember when I tweeted you to touch grass? You piece of shit. Today. Yeah. Yeah. At the at the same Denny's, I saw Sandman. RVD was dressed in a very nice outfit, eating alone. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Marty Jetty. I mean. Meanwhile, Marty Jannetty was drunkenly handing us, uh, like, some sort of flyer for a. Oh God! What was for an indie show? Marty Marty wouldn't let us leave until 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 we took the flyers that he. (laughs) I'm not kidding, by the way. This is an actual story. It sounds awful. And uh, our food was taking too long, so Sandman stormed the kitchen and threatened that he was going to cook all the food and that they're not doing their job. Fucking owned. So, I actually agree with this. The more that I've thought about it, 
I think it's Josh Alexander. And I think TK being TK is going to fucking relish in dunking on Impact. Who, you know, I think that they're not, they're not like working directly together. And I think it'll, it'll pop him. The idea of it will pop him. Um, That's just me. I don't know. Any chance that you guys want this Josh Alexander thing or just, just me? I think that, okay. When I brought up what Robert tweeted, I think there's, I think there's credence to that. Very divisive figure on Twitter.com. Very understandable for why, but that seems that's Josh Alexander seems like a very possible option here. What does that mean for Impact Wrestling, Bob? As a big fan of their product, it's not going to be ideal because uh, he's very good. Their main event scene is not very good, and he should probably be in that main event. I mean, he should be the champion right now, but you know. Well, even instead, um, though, they took that money and signed Keith Lee, for he is limitless. I mean, yeah, I guess that would help, but they're probably just going to sign like Karrion Cross or something. How much money would you pay to watch Moose versus Keith Lee at Slamversary 2023? Um, $5. Fair. Um, this is going to be very exciting. We're going to get a nice four days of content out of this horse shit. <laughs> um, and I'll pretend to be very excited when it's Jeff Hardy. <laughs> or uh, someone else that I don't like. Uh, so anyway, that was Rampage, and um, it was quite good, wasn't it, guys? It yep. was. No one has pitched it being Mickey James, JJ, because apparently we all forget that it could be a woman's wrestler because we had terrible pieces of shit. Oh, wait, no. It's, no, we're fine. No, we're, no, we're not. No, no. It's the, it's the Isaiah Cassidy TNT thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's not our fault, boys. Don't worry. Imagine that. Imagine Mickey James just kicked the shit out of Isaiah Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to JJ, though. Oh, I thought I've got one. It could be different things. Go ahead. It's Nia Jax. Oh, she's not like most girls. Right. If, hey, Bob. Yep. You know Nia Jax isn't like most girls. Mm-hmm. Would that make her limitless? I guess it would. Damn. Right. Um. Yeah, so I'll absolutely go live if Bud Matt debuts in the dark zone. That feels like a home run, Brian. You know, you knew the answer to that before you typed it. If Bud Matt shows up anywhere that isn't Court Bowers Major League Wrestling, I'm probably going to go live. It's fine. Um, hey, Bob. Yep. You're a free agent. Correct. You're grinning an awful lot tonight, pal. Yeah. Did tell me a couple of weeks ago you'd love to work a TV match with Isaiah Cassidy too. Yeah, I did say that. It's funny how that works. And you were sharpening your blades the other night when. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What's the, what's the name of that sword that Drew McIntyre <laughs> walked around with? Could you um... imagine Bob getting ready a gig and fucking on the air? <laughs> Oh my, what is the sword's name? I don't know. Fucking. John? Is no, it like it's Alice or something? Angela. Angela. Ugh, what the fuck? I think it's after his mother or something. 
Oh, I mean, God. we don't have to, you know. <laughs> My God, Urkel just dunked on it and Bob immediately fucking <laughs> hates his to, mother. <laughs> you don't need to treat it like it's a whole serious thing, I suppose, but, you it know. Is a, it is a sword on a wrestling program. We could probably joke about it. You don't even use it. I mean, I mean, hell, at least the Berserker, tr- you know, tried to kill the Undertaker with his sword. I mean, they could at least do like a cool angle with that or something. Like maybe he tries to lop off Mad Cat Moss's head on TV or something. Hey, Oracle. That'd, that'd get ratings. Oracle, I have a question for you. What? What star rating does Isaiah Cassidy versus Shane McMahon get? Oh, four stars just for Shane's punches. Or, or, or lack thereof. I said this shit the other day, man. Someone tweeted that he would miss if he punched the ground, and I nearly cried. I was laughing so much. <laughs> people DM me, okay? When that story went down, people DM me and was like, oh, man, like, how did you know that the wrestlers hated Shane? I was like, the same reason you should have known. I watched the fucking TV show. <laughs> Where he doesn't sell any of their shit and punches him in the face. That's what I knew. He doesn't sell. What, what, what clip is it? It's the one where he's brawling with Orton up on the ramp. Yeah. And like, he, he doesn't connect in any punches. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest. Dude, when he started throwing his fucking whatever the hell it was, my brother Dustin and I were dying laughing. When he was like... <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Owens was super kicking him. He super kicked him twice. First one was like in the chest, and Shane just did a stagger cell like he was fucking Yoko. <laughs> See, He's I, fucking like, incredible. I'm gonna have to get Contrarian Alex on one of these shows again and let him defend Shane. You know he's a big Shane defender, right? Oh, that, that tracks. I can see that popping him. I know deep down he knows the truth, though. I mean, I, I quite enjoy Shane. Here, here's another thing. I was a kid, and Shane McMahon was always, like, funny to watch as a kid. Right. So. You could enjoy him. That nostalgic charm there, too. You're absolutely welcome to enjoy him. I just. Oh, no, you're not wrong. Right. <laughs> He just like the Miz stuff was terrible, man. And because Miz isn't a good babyface, people pretend it wasn't all like he fucking killed Miz, man. He talked all that shit and just beat him from pillar to post over and over again. That match though, where he beat the shit out of Miz's dad, fucking that fucking ruled. (laughs) Yeah, I actually like I liked all that up until Mania, and then they just kept it going. But Miz obviously should have won at WrestleMania. Yes. Oh, of course. Yes. That's, I'm not saying like the story's fine, but like in their mind, it was just a bridge to get to Roman and Shane and shit like that. It's like you're right. insane. Yeah, which they shouldn't have done. They shouldn't? They should have done Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a great idea. Wish that's he was around for the creative meeting for that cute. one, Bobby. Like four months. Roman and yeah. Shane. He kicked, mm-hmm. They wrestled in Saudi, and Shane just kicked the shit out of him and got a whole heat segment on him. Remember that? He just fucking worked him over. <laughs> yep. Grabbed a hold. That's awesome. He That's did. I might have made it up. I'm pretty That's sure it's true. I know. I know. I remember. Yeah, That's he just awesome. beat him up. He was Very stupid in the rules. Yeah, and then eventually he won, right? Because Drew did like a Claymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad wrestling rules, though. 
Like there's there's there's, there's a certain level of see that's so absurd at rules. We were talking about Goldberg tonight, me and a, a power one. Because he came back. Bill, bite folks. Hang on. Wait. Never mind. Wait a second. So Bill Goldberg came back tonight on Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. And I was talking with Power Mine about Bill Goldberg. And we were saying, how much does it rule that if you're wrestling Bill Goldberg, you can put together the tightest four-minute match ever, and you know that there's a good chance that when he headbutts that door before he goes out, He's fucked. Like, it's a, it's a roll of the dice, right? Like, I'm going to headbutt this door, and I'm a man in my 50s who sustains a lot of concussions. I may come out of it intact, and I may remember the match that we're supposed to have. Equally, I could be violently concussed and drop you on your head when I'm doing my finish. That taker match ruled. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And I mean, can I just say, hang on a second, Bob, I'm passionate about this. That night when that happened... The Undertaker versus Billy Goldberg, which is one of the most incredible things ever produced in wrestling history. All of those pieces of shit that tweeted like praying emojis and like, God, I just hope The Undertaker is out. If you watch that and did anything but laugh, you're insane. That is one of the funniest things ever seen in professional wrestling. These two men went out there and did a match. For no reason other than money, and Taker nearly got himself killed by a fucking shoot brain buster. <laughs> Dude, I will say this: this is not me. Like, okay, I legitimately think it's one of those matches that actually the first half is actually really good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, it actually is like quite good. It's like great, yeah, like legitimately then... great. And then like the botches happen and here's the thing the botches are bad and people will call me like maybe it is contrarian i don't know but the botches sort of made it even better because it was so bad it actually was so so bad and dangerous that it actually ended up being like a shoot fight and it would actually it was actually great still like it, 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 it's actually hard to describe it's one of the most unique matches i've ever seen especially because, because this is the key though you say the word unique how much better is it for the fact that it's happening in Saudi where the crowds still don't really know what to do? Yeah. And like, you've got all these Saudi princes in the front row, like not even paying any attention at all. It's very funny. Like. <laughs> He's sucking. He got him up for the jackhammer and dropped him straight on top of his head. It fucking rolled. Did you see how ma- Taker was like mad? Did you see how mad he was? Yeah. And like I remember tweeting that night how funny it was, and people were like, "Hey man, he could have died in there." And it's like, I wish I'd have known Bob better. Then I said, "You get what you get, I suppose." Anyway, Bob, you were going to talk about ten minutes ago, and I cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, I've never actually seen that match. I should check it out. Um, but going back to you know the entrance stuff, do you want him to not headbutt the door? No, I love that he does. I'm just saying, how awesome is it that even his opponent doesn't know mm. Bob's, if if Bill's going to be okay? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's literally. It's like spinning the gun, right? Like he's just, well, fuck, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword. I may headbutt this door and, and be fucked, but you get what you get, I suppose. I'm Bill Goldberg. It's true. Um, Oracle, can you believe Bob hasn't seen that match? What? Goldberg Taker? Yeah. Wow. That's like, that's I mean, a must see. 
Everyone DX Taker's hilarious too, by the way. Yeah, I've seen that, that one. That one's very bad. But that's that one's that one's not as it's it's not as charming to me. No, that's that. If I liked the guys involved, I would actually call that one sad. You know, right. I don't. So I thought it was fucking hilarious, but it was it was more, um, it was closer sad. Well, Obviously, like, the bit in that that's most funny, and I've referenced this on the world famous Distraction podcast, is when poor Glenn's mask falls off. Yeah. And he like scrambles like he's a fucking luchador to put it back on, like no one knows what he looks like. That is <laughs> that, that wrestling doesn't get any better than that, right? <laughs> and then Triple H tore like his entire muscle <laughs> off his bone again, mm. fucking owned. And then he showed the po- photo, and it literally looked like it was like a giant frostbite on his chest. And I was like, that must have hurt. <laughs> have you seen that one, Bob? Yes, that one's very bad. What about the month before when they had the match in Australia? Do you remember the match in Australia, the really long one that Undertaker um, and Triple Pole had? I remember it being very long. I don't remember anything else about it, really. That that show is actually really good, except for that main event. Yeah. Yeah. I remember That's the Bud that Match show. But that Bud Match a title. That fucking ruled. For yeah. those of us that watched 205 Live and saw them wrestle with silence, it was incredible to see them have a full stadium pop in for their shit. It was. It was yes. it was truly incredible. I watched earlier their Survivor Series deal. Folks, can you still see this show? Because StreamYard's saying that only one of you's left. And I know this show sucks, but I think it was 40 about five seconds ago, so that seems bad. Please tell me if you cannot see this show anymore. So anyway, <clears throat> you know uh, Buddy Matthews, the Australian wrestler? I was watching his match with Mustafa Ali, a far inferior 2018 wrestler. And... Um, they had that match on Survivor Series. Do you remember this? They snuck on the Survivor Series main card and they go mm. out to silence and the place fucking chanted 205 by the end of the match. That's as good as it gets, isn't it? That's yep. fucking awesome. They went out there and they rocked the place and they breathed life into it. And how were they rewarded, Bob? How were they rewarded, Bob? They were stuck back on 205. Pieces of shit. <laughs> Tony Khan's tweeted again, apparently. Hmm. Seems bad. Oh, Maybe. my God. Hang on, folks. Hang on. <laughs> this is quite cowardly, this tweet. The big announcement for Wednesday's Dynamite that we referenced on Rampage, a free agent debut, and the person walking through the Forbidden Door are one and the same. They're walking in the door, signing a contract, and then slamming the door shut. Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. That was Tony getting very scared that people thought there was two debuts mm-hmm. and making it clear there are not two debuts, which is peak TK in a range of ways. Um, Bob, who do you think this is? We haven't talked yet about who we think it's going to be. Um, yeah, I think it's probably going to be uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Oh my god! Imagine the Fiend in a ladder match after beating Isaiah Cassidy. <laughs> Do you imagine? I love this business, and even I would think that was bad. <laughs> do you remember the fiend? I do. He got set on fire. <laughs> Actually, got set on fire multiple remember, times. Remember, remember when like the fiendess like showed up at Mania and like blood, or, like black blood started brooding out of her mouth or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't great, huh? That's very weird. Finish of that match was changed, like. 24 hours before go time. Yes. 
and had such ramifications that members of that whole thing were supposed to go on a holiday and couldn't because they couldn't leave TV because they changed the result <laughs> of their match. You know, it kind of feels like, and this is just me, like WrestleMania, yeah. you should have your results kind of set in stone like at least a week before and just maybe Bro, stick with it. People do this thing, right, where they go, Bray and Alexa were booed at WrestleMania. It's like, no. They were booed at WrestleMania when they did that fucking finish and then they did a who done it. Remember they put the lights out and they were all gone? Yeah. People couldn't believe that was the conclusion. And everyone said, well, it's not the conclusion. Hey, it's me from 10 months in the future. It was the conclusion. <laughs> I mean, that was the end of it. Never, never be seen again. So, yeah. That was interesting. Hey, Bob, are you going to buy that Fiendess Ultimate Action figure? Um, Probably not. Perfect. I don't buy I'm the sorry. ultimate ones. They're like forty dollars. No. Oh, I'm sorry. You said oh. no. Yeah, I said no. Also, someone pointed out on the on the DVD VR board, Death Valley Driver board. There was a funny line from the from the uh, Raw segment with with Alexa Bliss, where the guy goes, "Oh, it's so bad." And he goes, "This is not Lily. This is a this is a this is a replica doll from WWE Shop <laughs> no, you were generous to it. He didn't say WWE. He goes, WWE Shop. He said like someone that never heard of the company's name. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best take, man. <laughs> Seriously, like, and this is, look, this is fuck it. This is the grin, right? I'm not saying those segments could be good, but like, the one part of it that's the variable, which is the wrestler, is actually good at that shit. And they have put no effort into those segments, right? From a production point of view, the dude that she's with is terrible. Yeah. It's brutal, man. There's no, like, there's no, at least make it wacky and silly. Like, she's just sitting there every way, for fuck's sake. It's brutal. I still think she'll be fine when she gets back, but, like, a lot of that's just going to be on her. She's going to be a normal person again in some way or another. She's, they're slowly changing her. Look at that. Bob pumped his fist. Victory lap. Bob, remember when we said do DMD and you went and started doing... Yeah, well, like I told you earlier, that was like <laughs> one in the morning, three hours into this program. So. <laughs> this fucking rules, by the way. No need for guesswork at this rate. Tony isn't going to be able to contain himself and just tweet the wrestler's <laughs> name. He just tweets at like three in the morning his time. Smile, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. It's Keith Lee. Just shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> uh, oh, Bob, what's your favorite box-like structure? Uh, definitely that Jack in the Box from WrestleMania 37. 37? What WrestleMania was last year? 37. Yeah. I, I thought I thought you were gonna say Beulah's box, which you can, which you can only see. <laughs> and we could talk about on the historical. <laughs> <laughs> the Beulah's promise segments. That sounds um, more sinister than it is, I promise, folks. Watch the historical oracle to, to learn more. Um anyway, have you noticed that they've actually made us forget about the numbers of WrestleManias? Yeah, because they stopped, they just do the logos now. But like you know when they stopped, everyone was like, huh, won't fool me. This is 37 or whatever. I'm yeah. fooled, I don't even got a fucking clue what number this is. I honestly have no idea what number this is. 38, I believe. Oh, well, I've been owned. 
So would that make would that make last year thirty seven? It would. Next year thirty nine. Yes. You're off that forty. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they're keeping it pretty traditional then. Yeah. Hey Oracle, do you know what number this year's WrestleMania is? Thirty-eight. Yeah. Did you know before Bob said or? Yeah. Am I the only one that doesn't know the numbers? Apparently. No, I mean, yeah, you might be. I'm sure it's fine. Juice Robinson? No. I like Juice. It can't be Juice. Really? I think he could show up there someday, but yeah, probably not. Oh, he's great talent, but I just... I don't know if he's the one for this role, do you? No. And that's the thing, too. Like, if you hype it up a lot and it's not what people want it to be, then you're going to fall into the same trap that they did with Christian. Hang on. What Cody now? Didn't know. Cody didn't know either. He didn't know the number of WrestleMania. Coward. No, Cody likes the bowls. I'm not going to say that to him. That was okay. breaking news. Yeah, because I thought I was alone, Oracle. I was scared. Oh, I thought we were going to get like another, you know, ADHD tweet. I can I can make something, something up. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Breaking news: Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer has ruled out the Queen Charlotte Flair for next Wednesday's debut. Bob, your thoughts? Um, you know, I thought it was going to possibly be her, so I'm glad she's ruled out now. Now we know it's not her. We'll keep guessing. Oracle, what star rating would Isaiah Cassidy versus the Queen Charlotte Flair get? Well, Charlotte would no-sell all of his offense. <laughs> so, I mean, that would, that would be, you know, the first problem right out of the gate. Um... Yeah, that, that would that would that would be. I mean, it, it it would be very bad. Let's just face it; it would not be good. She's like, terrible. Charlotte would like do her like weird running boot or whatever that she does. Dude, and... Did you see Paulie's quote about Charlotte? We haven't even seen her prime yet. <laughs> oh, Paul, grow up, get out. He's full of shit. Yeah, that's to be honest. That's why we like him, but still, right. Only lie about the faves, Paul. You piece of shit. I anyway, think we've already seen her prime, and she's well past it. Oh yeah, Evidence I think suggests. I thought she was really good there for a couple of years. Honestly, twenty eighteen is probably the prime. Is that what we're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, eighteen. So, um, this is gonna pop. You ready for this article? Personally, folks, I was hoping that Shoot would join the show, much like this. Was that him like dissing LeBron? Is that what the was that what the purpose of that was? I don't know. Have you noticed that he kind of falls down? Yeah. Have you noticed that? <laughs> like he plants, and like they try and get the shot, and he like stumbles a little bit. Let's do that again for the folks at home. Now, I want you to lock in here, folks. This is important to me. Don't be distracted by the facials or the don't, any of that. Just watch that left leg stumble a little bit, because here's where you see the weakness in the older man. Ready? He's fucked. Hmm. He's fucked. I mean, he is like my parents' age. 
Yeah, he's like seven can, years old. Do you forget sometimes when he's slamming his fist, you know? He's an old man. Hey, Bob, you could kick the shit out of that guy. Is he actually like 70? My God. Yeah, he's yeah, in all he seasons. Sure. He's pretty incredible for his age. I think he's 68 or 69. Okay. I've read his Wikipedia article before. You know his brother's a famous chef? Yes, I did know that. Did you know this, Joe? No. Now I feel like a fake fan again. Chat, tell us if you didn't know that Skip Bayless' brother was a chef. Um, Meat Bob, says you he's think... 70, yeah. Bob, what does a fight look like between you guys? I could probably take him. So, like, what music do you think he comes out to looking like this? <laughs> <laughs> Once you notice the stumble, it's over there. It's the, it's the only thing you see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh jeez. So anyway, Rampage. Uh did we do Rampage? Yeah, so I think my world is a theme. Could you imagine? Could you imagine how funny it would be, just like All Star Weekend or something, and like <clears throat> LeBron's out there, or whatever, and all of a sudden My World blares, and all of a sudden Skip comes out, fucking challenges LeBron to one on one right out there on the court. He would be incredible as a pro wrestling manager, wouldn't he? Could you imagine oh, he was a pro God. wrestling manager? Could you imagine how good he would be? What a promo he would be. Yeah. God, what a character. Wow. Man. Stephen A too. too. Stephen A would be a hell of a manager. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Skip could be a good, like, heel color commentator too, I think. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. Could you imagine the outrage Skip would go go, go when like a heel was felt like a heel was screwed? <laughs> it's full like this is my turn, that level of skip. So shoot message me that uh... after 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 the Bucks <laughs> lost, he started he's um he was almost weeping. Complaining and weeping and whining. It was un- absolutely stellar from Skip Bayless. So, Shoot sent me that video, the one that I just played. And Oracle messaged me too when he had it on the show, so I did it. But he said, he's like, I think I'm coming around on, on Skip. Because the way that we frame him is different, right? Like, it's pure performance art. Right. And, like, I sent him that clip when he, you know when he's got the Kawhi jersey on? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I am back. And he... And I just sat there and was like, how incredible is it, the content he got from Kawhi Leonard? Like, this dude really hated him and then loved him exclusively because he didn't go to LeBron with the Lakers and got, like, two years' worth of, like, peak performance art out of it. I don't get any better than that, really, does it? That's just the, the height of asphalt. <clears throat> I also love how, like, their show... The theme song is Undisputed by that was literally made for him by Lil Wayne. It's just hilarious. And they're like, friends. 
it's like it's like undisputed it's like this rapping going on with like skip bayless making his faces it's the funniest shit i've ever seen <laughs> they're like really good friends it's incredible that's almost as weird as Bob being friends with the GCW ring announcer. <laughs> 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 Loved that dude, but when that happened, someone DM me and was like, "Is this your doing?" I was like, "My, f- I don't have anything to do with it." <laughs> Bob just has friends on Twitter, man. I don't know, he's over. <laughs> Bob, remember when you tweeted like Ring of Honor and killed the whole promotion? Yeah, I feel bad about that. I, I meant well, you know, I was telling people to go check it out. It's a really good match. And uh, yeah, just didn't work out for them, but they're coming back. So, well, Bob put on a cowboy hat. And now, two years later, almost a million Americans are dead from a disease. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. So, you're saying that in truth, that's nothing to Bob. A couple of guys losing their wrestling gig is. <laughs> He changed the world. Bob changed the world with that damn hat. Do you have anything to say for yourself? But hang on, Bob. We, we... Hang on a second, guys. I have something here before Bob talks. Here we go. <laughs> Bob, go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to apologize for uh, any wrongdoing I've done to the entire world. Um, <laughs> you know, I hope we uh, can all get through this and uh, everything yeah. will be okay. If wrestling was to have an Undisputed-esque show, who would be Skip Bayless and who would be Shannon Sharp? I think you got to go immediate candidates, Booker T and Bully Ray. Because yes. their takes are awful, but they would 100% do a good job of that sort of bullshit, right? They could come yeah. up with shit on the fly. Booker always has the wrong opinion anyway. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's I think that's to be any, any other candidates. Who but else? The problem, the, the problem with Bully Ray is he doesn't. He's 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 too much of an asshole to be good at performance art. He's not. There's no charm to him, right? Yeah, there's, he's, no, charm, yeah, there's no. Booker could do it. I think Booker's yeah, a natural. Booker, Booker could absolutely do it. Because even when Booker says stuff that's really embarrassing, you can't help but kind of love him a little bit, right? Like bless his heart, you kind of go. But I don't know. Skip has got a level of nuance, man. It's very. I don't know, Bob. You got any ideas? I mean, I thought Kurt Angle, but I don't think he could handle that either. Um, Kevin Nash. Yeah, there you go. (sighs) Kev sitting over a glass of wine at three in the morning, Los Angeles time. (laughs) Listen, I just remembered this because I was thinking about, you know, obviously we're doing, you know, I'm, we're nowhere near that point yet. I was thinking about when he beat up Randy Savage with a Slim Jim. Yes. And how fucking funny that was. Yeah. <laughs> that was a yeah. Halloween Havoc 96, wasn't it? Could you imagine this show on ESPN? Wow. Paulie and James oh, oh. Cornett just... God, Cornett would, like, punch him after two weeks. It would be tough, man. He's got real anger problems, you know? Like, he's really got some... Like, Paulie's, like, he's just full of shit and, like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matthew Hardy of the age. Hang on. <laughs> Chris, hold on, Chris. Good Lord. Give me a second. Bob, fill that air. Okay. Um... No, come on. <laughs> we 
We have a scoop from Chris. He says, Matthew Hardy of the AHFO has just released a video expressing his disappointment in private party and saying he needs an extreme change. What if all of a sudden, so fuck your mouth, man. What that terrible leader song? <laughs> <laughs> she came out instead. Bob, uh, do an impression of that thing Jeff does when he's on the top of the stage. You know the thing with the arms and the. the... Hold on, let me look oh it up god. real quick. Oh god! <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> what star rating is Becky Lynch versus Lita doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen. Listen, when I DM'd you, I said, oh, I said, buddy, I, I, I can't express to you how bad that could be. <laughs> Lita looked terrible in the Rumble. The face tough, presently, because she, she, when she was in her prime, she was never like a fundamentally sound wrestler. Mm-hmm. Right? The thing was, she was a risk taker. She was a- right. She was, she was fine, obviously, in those mixed tags in the 2000s. Um, right. Obviously, after her neck injury, she just, you know. <clears throat> yeah. I do like the Trish Raw match, you know, for what it is, but. Right. Just a long time ago now, right? It's yeah. very. She just. And, and to be fair to her, she hasn't wrestled the ages and she's, what, 46 years old? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's. I just. But we can all agree on this, though, right, Oracle? She's better than Ronda. Yes. Yeah. 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 Ronda's. Um... Bob, do you want to talk about Ronda for a little bit? We can. Do you still want me to do the Jeff Hardy thing or is that past? No, you can oh, do that. No, I remember we that. have to do that. That's. Right, you want to ready? do a countdown first? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Here we go, folks. Get ready. Get your popcorn. Last one, where you like, he did it with some flair at the end there, yeah. right? Some well, because he goes like down and then, yeah, yeah, very aggressive. Remember when he would like shower him and he would like just like, <laughs> what? No, no, hold on, he would like Jeff would like shower himself in paint and like, oh, yeah, no, oh, yeah. I thought you just asked if we remember when he'd shower. I never <laughs> lived with him, <laughs> so anyway. Back to Rampage. Um, Bob? Yep. Thunder Rosa, but I'm going to say anything. Did we not finish Rampage? No, we did. We did. Oh, we okay. Totally finished it. I'm just doing a bit. Oh, okay. I was concerned for a moment. One of those famous when... comedic stylings I've become famous for, Bobby. Don't worry about me. I never I'm know when you're doing a bit. Pulling the wall over your eyes, Bobby. Much like a great performance artist, like a Skip Bayless, you know? It's true. Oh, Reese Reese has a great question. When's Bob dressing up as a willow? 
Uh, would, you, would you would you dress up as as Willow and watch Halloween Kills? Yes. While doing such, one thousand subscribers. You haven't sung yet. I told you why I couldn't sing this week. Because I'm not doing it live. I was going to yeah. do it in my car, and my car's been snowed in for four days. <laughs> what are you singing again? Country I, I roads, was, take me home? Yeah, I thought we were doing a poll or something. I don't know. Are you are you, are you trapped in your home, Bob? Yeah, kind of. I'm going to hopefully get How out How many tomorrow, inches did but, you get? Uh, like eight or nine. They don't handle it well here, so I don't... The street didn't even like get plowed till today, so yeah, I'm going to try and get out tomorrow, I think, and see the outside world again. You're going to go and find a little guy and kick the shit out so of him even, when you get even, out? Like, 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 for example, when Joe tweeted at you to touch grass today, you actually couldn't do it because you would have to dig in. Yeah. You'd have yeah, to go and outside I, I, and actually like punch through. Yeah, and I <laughs> did hope. tell him that. He didn't have a follow-up. Um, yeah. No, it's fair. I, I mean, I just kind of conceded on that one, to be honest. I was like, well, okay. Um. So as I, I asked, Bob, are you going to kick the shit out of someone when you get finally get let loose? Can you do a prison vignette when the snow's swept away? I don't know that that would go well. No? Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe type in on Google Freedom and post as many <laughs> ill-fated images as you can find. Feels even worse because it's a response yeah. to me being stuck in my house for like four days. What if you posted the first image that came under the term Freedom? And then when everyone agreed it was very problematic, you simply deleted it and posted the second image that falls under mm-hmm. Freedom. Wait a minute. Meech just said he's gotten 31 inches of snow in the last week. Yeah. Seems bad. 31? Yeah, New England or whatever got uh, hammered last weekend, and then I think they got you it again. You guys should come to sunny old England. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, look at this. Prison vignette is what Bob releases when the grin is bought by the ringer. Bud Matt. He failed us all. Hey, hey, Meech, Meech will appreciate this. So Meech, my, uh, uh, one of my soccer coaches, my senior year of high school was from Maine and he had a very thick Maine accent. Nice guy. His son was also on the soccer team. Good player. Anyways, continue. <laughs> what is that? What was that going to pop ball? <laughs> no, I was talking to Meech on the, on the chat. <laughs> But didn't you say, didn't you say, Bob, this will, did I imagine that? No, I think he said Meech. Meech says he probably faked it. No, I don't know. Did he sound like everyone from Jaws? No. Do you like Jaws? Jaws is a good movie. It's good. I don't you really know. Is he Halloween Kills? Not yet. I should put it on right now if I could find it somewhere. We should do, um, we're going to start doing commentary tracks for movies. Are we really going to do this? Yeah. The first oh, one, way, this I, is I an finally, idea. I finally watched Apocalypse Now for the first time ever. It's really good. I haven't I haven't done it. That's bad. That's okay. I need to fix that. Oracle, have you seen The Big Lebowski? Yes. Of course. Of course you have. You're a man of culture. Yeah. I need to watch Shoot it. Shoot and I, we adore that film. And we have this idea for content. And it's just going to be titled... Bob watches The Big Lebowski. But we're not going to watch it. Bob is. So what we're going to do is we're going to put the screen like this. Hang on a second. No, not that way. There you go, Bobby. You go there. Okay. 
And Bobby is going to react to the Big Lebowski while Shoot and I talk about everything but the Big Lebowski. You could be there for this too, Oracle. <laughs> and we Don't simply look it. over at Bob and see if he Just looks like he's having here. fun. <laughs> we will simply go, oh, that must be that part. Anyway. <laughs> so that's a piece of content you can look forward to. Bob 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 has to be drinking a white Russian while the while he's watching too. Factual. Um I do want to get shoot because shoot's very he's a big he's not a big horror movie guy. So I want to get him to do some commentary tracks for, for horror movies. And I, I said to him, I thought, not necessarily jump scares. Like, you know, I want more of the kind of classical psychological deal. And he goes, what's the point then? <laughs> what's the, if there's no jump scares, what's the point? Well, that's the, that's I'm not big on horror. Um, right. Well, I, I, I like thrillers a ton. Right. But I'm not, not particularly like, not, not the classic horror you would think of, I, I don't think. Have you guys seen the new Scream yet? Not yet. Oh, you said that like you're going to see it, Bob. I might. I've heard you, it's pretty good. Have you seen Scream 1? Yes. Scream 2? Have any of y'all seen Licorice Pizza? I really want to see it. No, I want to see that too. Scream 3? No, I have not seen any Screams except the first one. Feels like you should watch 2, 3, or maybe even 4 before 5, but that's just me. Probably. So anyway, we had this plan for tonight. We were going to do, we were going to book, um, what was the plan? We were going to do the AEW Royal Rumble. We were going to fantasy book and produce that match, okay? I don't want to talk on behalf of you guys, but it feels like that's probably passed us by at this point. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. Oracle considered it. Oh, no, he agrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so with that in mind... I have a fresh topic, and this one I'm going to give this directly to Bob, okay? Bob? Yep. Have you heard about this Tony Khan tweet thing tonight? I have. He has revealed that a free agent is coming in next Wednesday. Any thoughts? Um, is there any more information or just that a free agent's coming? Just a free agent is coming. Oh, well, hang on, hang on. Um... They are the same person as the one that's walking through the Forbidden Door, mm. and they're wrestling Isaiah Cassidy for a spot in the face of the Revolution ladder match, brass ring, face of Revolutions. Okay. It's kind of like a riddle. They will sign <gasps> the contract live on the air, correct? A riddle, you say? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> that kind of riddle? No, not that kind. Could it be Randy Orton? I guess it could be. I don't think he was on Raw, was he? It would have ruled if Randy had gone to the fleet, right? I think so. Like, it would have been very funny to watch him pitch matches to him. It just would have been interesting. Like, yeah. It could have gone a range of different ways. It just would have popped me as a fan. I'm a Randy fan, and I just. It would have been well, fun to see him do something else, you know? Yeah, we've seen it, like, with a lot of the WWE people that have jumped there. Like, they do something else, and it kind of opens your eyes to some other stuff they're capable of. Oh, no. AEW. Oh, there we go. You froze for a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> Oracle, you, you can you hear me? Yeah. Would Randall Orton have been good in AEW, All Elite Wrestling? 
Yeah, fucking ruled. Like ironically, like, or actually, would have been like, uh, I don't know. So and so would have been like, let's do this, let's do that, and he would have been like, no, nah, I just want to work six minutes with FTR, hit my RKO. Up. Yeah, I think him and Eddie Kingston would have a great match. Unironically. Yeah, I think so. I think the matches people think would have a better chance of being great would be much less great <laughs> for the reason <laughs> you just said. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Um, Bob, you got any other big sweeping topics? Are we going to just do a 90-minute grin? This feels like this is really... I mean, as host, I feel like I may let this one go like, slightly off the rails. I think we got everything in that people come for, you know, the Rampage review and uh, our stuff that we turn to later. We just kind of cut out the middle part, but... Um, the middle part being free hours. Yeah, the middle part being the other stuff we discussed before <laughs> we just turn into whatever. We talked about home improvement for a little bit. We uh, talked about Skip Bayless. Here's what we're gonna do. This is only fair. There's 45 people here. The audience has inexplicably gone up during these ramblings. Let's let the chat decide what we do here. <clears throat> you can ask questions. You can make comments. You can do whatever. You can suggest what we do here. This at least try and make two hours without the confirmed shoot. Otherwise, he's going to be demanding a raise tomorrow. Try to book the run. Okay, let's actually do this rumble thing. Fuck it. Christian asked. Let's actually try. We don't have to go too in detail. The Oracle of Wrestling. AEW is doing a Royal Rumble-esque match. Who is your first pick for who could be the Iron Man of that match? Brian Danielson. We all agree on that? Yes. Not only is he the best wrestler in the promotion, he's also got an experience of those matches. He feels like a lock, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now the question is, if we imagine Danielson as one half of the first two, who could we have come out to meet him in the middle? Now, you know those classic rumble standoffs of one and two? Yeah. Who comes to mind? The first name for me is Omega. What do you guys think? Yeah, I thought uh, Punk immediately, just because they haven't you know locked up or anything yet. Um, but they also did that in the 2011 Rumble, I believe. 2011, 2012, they were the first two. One of those. Um, but that'd be cool to run that back. Oracle, what do you think? Who would be a good guy? Imagine Danielson's out first. He's, you know, Who would be a good guy to follow him there and get the people really rocking? <clears throat> Omega. Feels like that because you know the element of the draw, big stars, right? It feels like that's the play here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who would be in the role of like sweeping destroyer who gets the most eliminations but doesn't win? Is that Wardlow immediately? Feels like it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Wardlow or yeah, I was gonna say Hobbs, but yeah, probably Wardlow. Let's let's imagine for the sake of booking here. Let's imagine that this show is taking place as the April TNT special, Mm -hmm. okay? And the winner is going to face Hangman at Double or Nothing. It's just so we then we have some timeline here to try and imagine. What do you do with a punk in there? Does he win it? Is he does he the match that for Hangman at Double or Nothing, or do you go uh, MJF? What do you think? 
Yeah, because, I mean, unless there's someone that you really want to see Punk wrestle, you know, before he does the title match, and you want to push the title match to, uh, you know, all out, um, I don't see any reason for him not to win. Interesting, right? Punk is the winner? Yeah. Okay, then let's try and piece together a final four. I agree with Ant. This is immediately where I was going. Punk and MJF is the last two. Feels like a really good fit. Yeah. Brian, I guess he's one of those four is the Iron Man. Yes. yes. Who would you say is the full Jungle fan? Boy? That's interesting. Mm. Would he be like the secondary Iron Man for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Darby's also a good person to be in the final four. Okay, but... now let's take some of those names. Which neat little spot pieces will we do with Punk? So, like, for example, at one point, has Punk cleared the ring in some form or fashion? Maybe Brian's bumped underneath, you know, one of those deals. And fucking, like, that's where you do a Samoa Joe surprise or a Kingston, one of Punk's, you know, rivals. <coughs> um, Excuse me. What do you think about that? Well, it will work better. The, the, the idea of Punk having a clear ring and Samoa Joe comes out as a surprise or... Alternatively, CM Punk has a clearing and Eddie Kingston comes out and he's very excited to punch CM Punk in the face again. What do you think? Actually, I really like that Smojo idea. If you're going to get some surprises in there, like that's a really good spot for one. Okay. You could do um, both. Factual. You absolutely could. I mean, I think with, with, uh, with King, here's one though. This is an old WWE play, but it's a Rumble match. That's what we're doing here, right? Would it not rule if the first two guys were Moxley and Kingston? Could you imagine that shit? Like, imagine the first entrant is King and the place pops and then fucking wild thing hits and people are like, oh, shit, it's been a while for these two. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then it, it, it pans to Eddie and he's just laughing hysterically. Because yes, like, you know that's what he would do. Yeah. And then you could have Danielson at three. That's interesting. It's interesting. Um... Okay, any other surprises that you feel like would be a perfect fit for this kind of match? Because it would be interesting if AEW did it. The whole world would feel open to it, right? I feel like it would feel a lot different to the way it does with WWE. It feels like as much as people would pop for an Okada, it's like, can you really have him in a match like this? Like, you got to really protect those guys. And I don't know. I don't know if you could pull it off. What do you think? No, I think, like, someone to bring in for that is Madeira Suzuki. Literally the exact name that was on. That's perfect for it, right? He's a guy that you can throw out without feeling terrible about it. <laughs> but, like, you know, he's still a big name and it's a pop. Um, any other guests come to mind, Oracle? Mark Henry. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, <laughs> what does Mark Henry do? Who's, what spot do we do for Mark Henry? We, can, we need to find a nice little spot for, for Mark. Because we don't want him just to be in there, right? We want to give him something like a really cool moment. Maybe him and Hobbs face to face. Him mm. and Hobbs, him and Warlow, something like that. Right. Gets tossed. I think we give him maybe like we give him a, a kind of chicken shit heel for him to toss over as a nice pop, mm -hmm. and then Hobbs fucking <laughs> yeah. they go face to face, and Hobbs just mauls him. Right, that'd be great. Right. Um, Sean Waltman's a nice surprise one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shaq. Yes. Do you do the Shaq Paul White thing all over again? Pop. Charles Barkley. Oh my gosh, when they like 
But the Battle Royal, wasn't that the Battle yes, Romania? Battle I Royal. was there live for that. It was very funny. That fucking rules. Okay. I love this one. Hang on a second. Who was the great mover? That's a great one. He's washed, but it's a rumble match, right? That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. God, this it's very hard to do this because again, like there's so much context missing, but like it kind of is wild that their roster feels way better built for a rumble than the other place. <laughs> I don't know how we've ended up here. <laughs> like, do you remember when AEW got underway and the talk? And I was one of these people who was like, their roster's just so far away from WWE's and WWE have cut 150 wrestlers. Yeah. Man, I wish it was like the nineties again. Or like Basketball stars and football stars would just be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna wrestle over the summer." Fucking rules. <laughs> we need more Kevin Greens and Dennis Robbins, man. Yeah, fair. I'm not kidding. No, could you imagine? Could you imagine if the, if if the, if the leagues had allowed that, and yeah. lately we'd have like LeBron and John Cena versus <laughs> you know <laughs> Punk and yeah Jr. Smith or something. God, Twitter would dunk. If if LeBron and Cena were a team, Twitter would have some really interesting ways oh, of branding, yeah. in my sense. Um, anyway, this is fun, right? Maroon Sting doing a doing a face off of sorts. That's pretty neat. Sting would be a great like mid to late twenties guy that you bring in. Has a nice little run, does some stinger splashes, and eventually you can just kind of have an MJF throw him out. God damn, this match could rule. I've really got myself fired up by that fucking Oracle put it over the top for me. I was proud of my idea, but then when Oracle said that you would do like the smash cut from Mox in the crowd doing wild thing to King just popping and being like, well, you get yeah. what you get, I suppose. That would fucking rule, wouldn't yeah. it? They just yeah, like shake rule. hands or bump fists and just beat the shit out of each other. Oh. And then Danielson awesome. Danielson comes in at three and naturally they both just beat the shit out of Danielson. <laughs> They immediately blister him with chops. Yeah. He gets red and, cre- like, you know, and then Rod Strong comes in and fucking they... Buddy Matthews and, and Samoa Joe. And, oh, okay. They and shouldn't. And then... Um, Ali. Well. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not get carried away, pal. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> oh, man. They should just do it. Who cares? Like, what's going to happen? Bro. They're going to get mad for, or it's not, people on Twitter are going to get mad. That's the thing. People on Twitter will be mad for like one night. Bob? Yeah. What was your 2018 New York ballot, New York 50 ballot? I don't think I ever did one of those because I wasn't going to keep track of 50 different wrestlers. What a cowardly answer. You know the honest truth, Oracle? He didn't watch 205 Live, so he would have had either of our guys ranked. Yep. It's true. I'm sure is fine. Fantasy book from Survivor Series 97 to Mania 15. What if Brett stayed with the Fed and Sean went to Dope? So immediately, you know, and I'm sure Riley said 15 because he knows where we're going with 14. Immediately you slot Brett in. I love that question because, first of all, WCW would have been dead 18 months earlier. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you would, Brett would slot in for the big, the big Mania 14 match, right? Mm-hmm. And you'd have, you know, WrestleMania rematch, which obviously they'd done, but even still. Um, yeah. That would be the first thing. 
The question is, like, what is... Because it's hard, because you can't really... Sean leaves after that as an in-ring guy. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a natural route to follow with Brett, right? I'd be interested to see what... So... I definitely see Brett, like, feuding with, like, up-and-coming Rock and, like... Yeah, exactly. I I could see a scenario where they would do a storyline where, like, Owen Owen still joins the nation and Brett's, like, disappointed in him. (laughs) Yeah. And they do, like, a thing there. Uh, I feel like they would do... I feel like they would have done an extended Brett-Shamrock feud probably in 98. Mm. Um, There you go. Uh, as far as Sean going to WCW, I think he would have joined the Wolfpack, right? Bravo. I mean, let's. I mean, I know I would have been off, but he almost certainly would have joined the Wolfpack. Oh yeah, but could you imagine how awful his life would have been around Hulk Hogan oh, in two thousand and five? Hulk fucking yeah. just just taught him a lesson in politics, yep. you know? Yeah, he'd have got the shit kicked out. Of him. It would have been oh, he would have. He wouldn't have lasted. He would have gotten yeah. his. He was already dealing with drug abuse and yeah. tearing his body up. He would have totally. He may have been dead if he went there. I'm not even. I'm not even trying to be funny or like. No, you're right. Guy. I. I'm, I don't think he would have survived. No, I agree. Seriously. It's um, actually better that that didn't happen for him. Yeah. Mania 15 <laughs> um, is is interesting for Brett, but I think the big thing, and I think everyone said this. Brett said it himself. The big thing is when those Radicals guys and Jericho and Co. come over, right? Because imagine Brett working those guys. Very different. Brett getting his chance to work at Jericho in a long program in, in WWF. More One that I didn't even mention, Angle, right? Mm-hmm. Kurt and Brett. Yes. You know, because it's a different timeline. Um, people forget that. Like, this, he easily could have wrestled in the 2000s. It's just... Oh, yeah. Brett, Brett probably would have gone up till about, what, Mania 20, maybe, close to right. it? Uh, what happened in 2005 was that Sean and Hogan <laughs> agreed to a series of matches. And Hulk was going to win the first one, Sean was going to win the second, and they were going to do a third, right? And Sean did not want to turn heel for this program because he was very over as a babyface. And Hulk basically was like, it'll work, trust the process, let it play out. It's what the program needs. So Sean turns heel on the iconic Hulk Hogan. Um, they have a match. Hulk Hogan wins <laughs> and informs Sean Michaels that they will not be doing a rematch because he needs to go and have knee surgery. <laughs> Owned. Although yeah. Sean had one of the all-time great performance artist he performances. Yes. He did kind of get him back with that. Kind of. Kind of. But yeah. it's like... Um, it was, right? it was, and I wonder if Hogan could tell that he was... I think so. Do you know what's interesting about that match? Is if you go back and read the reviews, like most people just praised it. It's really interesting. What that match? Like, yeah, like at the time, it wasn't an immediate topic the way that Sean wrestled it. People were just like, that was awesome. God bless Sean Michaels. He carried Hulk Hogan. It's really interesting to look back on because now it's that become like a meme. Yeah. See, I, remember the, I, I remember watching that feud live. Mm-hmm. Bob probably does too, like the build to and everything. Mm-hmm. It was a good build. And it was. And the Larry King live segment they do is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yes. And also the segment where Sean uh, and we're there in Montreal is an mm. incredible heel segment. It's the best heel segment he's ever done. Yes. 
That was incredible. Um, in the match itself is, is a total disaster and fun to watch because Sean is totally pouting in every way, way possible. It's hilarious. Um, and like, I don't even, it's, it's just weird. Cause like Hogan's just like, I mean, Hulk doesn't care cause he's going to win. Exactly. That's at the, the thing, same right? time, it's just very funny because I think Hulk's sort of kind of oblivious to the fact that Sean's making him look kind of shitty, but maybe he isn't. See, but, I think he gave. I think he gave this the same rating he gave Rock and Hogan from WrestleMania 18. Yeah. How fascinating is that? Because those matches in history have been like they've aged so differently, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Remember when he came back at the Raw 15th anniversary and like teased an Austin match? Yeah, no. well, they teach that match every every summer, every uh, well, winter for to do that five when years. Invaded, but that didn't go over well. Yeah, right. Yeah, I wonder why. Um, can you book the Summer of Punk 2011? Anything what they did would have been better. The big the big thing with that, and this doesn't mean you couldn't do it better because you could and should have done it better. Can I hold on? Hold on. I'm sorry. Before, yes. before we answer that question, can I bring one more thing out from the previous topic? Yeah. Yes. Do you remember when, like, I, th- that that always popped me because in some ways it was kind of like Nash getting, like, kind of like getting his comeuppance in some ways. But when they had the segment on SmackDown where Rock just totally eviscerated the NWO and Nash, and <laughs> yeah. Nash was, like, legitimately <laughs> mad about it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, Joe? Yeah, I do, but it's, uh, you know, that stuff gets swept on the carpet by the old cool guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. some of the shit Kev said about Rock and, like, the years after that, when he was trying to be spiteful about it. Sad. <laughs> mm, sad, sad stuff. Back to the question. Sorry, I just wanted to bring that up. No, it was worth it. It's certainly interesting, um, you know, what happens when, like, pretend stars come across a real one. It's tough sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it is. It's tough. You can convince yourself all you want in the in the shoot interviews, but sometimes fucking Dwayne gets one of these in his hands and he says, no, nah, man, it's good. I've got this. <laughs> anyway, um, Summer of Punk should have been done better. The one thing about it that makes it slightly weird is that the next year's WrestleMania main event is locked in. Because the natural answer to all of this is Punk spends all of the next year defending the belt elsewhere and comes back for WrestleMania and works Cena, right? And that's off the table because... Cena and Rock is locked in, mm-hmm. which is not, it doesn't mean the angle couldn't go better. It's just a weird element that that moment has in time that, you know, is unique to that time. Um, instinctual response, Bobby, to the, uh, to the question of Summer of Punk 2011, what they could have done. Yeah, uh, I think two things. Uh, you know, first, like you said, kind of keep him away longer. I think he only ended up being away for like three weeks total. Yes, that's, um, just... that's it. We can all agree on that, right? That's craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, even if you are going to do it this way, probably don't have Kevin Nash factor in in 2011. Yeah. Or Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Triple H, he shouldn't have, but at least he was still kind of around. Kevin Nash just out of nowhere and there's no payoff to it and he didn't want to do it. And, you know, just yeah, no sense there. Um, that was another one where, where Nash thought, like when they did that promo segment. I remember when Punk had the thing about how his sister thought that Kev was dead or whatever he did. Mm-hmm. And Kev did that thing about, like, you know, you like a bomb or whatever he said. Remember that? Yeah. It's tough. 
Um, bless his little heart. The uh, CM Punk. What should CM Punk have done in the Summer of Punk Oracle? So I remember having like three or four hour phone conversations with my brother Dylan <laughs> after the uh, after the. Title that's, one occurred. that's truly fitting to say that during the late night green, isn't it? That makes sense. Carry on. And uh, yes, I remember wandering the streets of Chattanooga discussing it with him. And um, we both agreed that he probably should have just like at the time, like even before he came back, like, you know, what was it? A week later, eight days later. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we both thought he should have been doing like the stuff where he would like randomly show up places and like yeah. comic con, like he did and just do that all the way up till basically like basically through SummerSlam. And then after SummerSlam, the night the Raw after SummerSlam come back, and like, right, um, go from there. Sorry, uh, so never, this... go ahead. I can't remember what we, what we like booked after that, but it's been eleven years almost. So it's been a long let's time. just try, let's try to flesh it out some. So you have so he comes back to SummerSlam, and then are we running Cena and Punk? At the September pay per view, Oracle, is that what we're thinking? Yes, uh huh. Okay, and with Punk winning, right? Right. See, this is the thing, right? Is I think objectively the angle has way more heat if you do what you said and he actually does stuff elsewhere rather than coming back immediately. Uh huh. But then if we reach this point, it still has that problem of like, well, shit, we need some heels for Punk, right? And you know better than I do. That particular time, the lineup of the the heel depth chart was was what it was, you know. <laughs> and I don't think Kevin Nash was the answer, but to be quite frank, I'm not sure Awesome Truth or Alberto Dario were either. So segments, man. I remember sitting in my dorm room, freshman year of college, and it's like Punk and Kevin Nash were having like microphone wars, and like. Punk's pulling out his phone, saying his, t- his sister yeah. texted him about he shot Kevin Nash was dead, and I was like, "What are we? What, what is this?" And then they like they they booked the match, and then like Nash mm-hmm. couldn't do it, and then we had like Punk Triple and H beat him dead. <laughs> Triple um, H beat him. <laughs> like upon fault, you actually do kind of need you kind of do need to insert Triple H into this, right? Because unfortunately, if Cena's once you've explored Punk and Cena, it's like, well, fuck, we need a heel. And for all of these limitations, Triple H is a bigger deal than the guys we just mentioned, right? So I guess at that point, you insert... The skinny, fat-ass CM Punk. Yeah. At that point, I guess you insert a Triple H, and the way you would probably tell the story is that Punk's a babyface and Triple Paul is a heel trying to reclaim... His father-in-law's belt, right? I guess, is that what you do? I don't know. But then you run into the problem of what does he do at Mania? (laughs) I don't really know the answers. Bobby, you got anything? No, not really. Like, I kind of like everything or most stuff from, like, when he won the belt back through that whole next year. I think they did, like, a decent job with most of that until it got to the Ryback stuff. Um, But, like, from Survivor Series to, like, through Mania, I think they did a pretty good job with it. But, like, that's... Kind of. It's just, like, I agree, pretty good's a fine term for it. 
It's just I can never quite figure out the best way to execute it where it was like an actual game changer for them, you know? Because it feels I like always, it could have been. I, I, I sorry to interrupt, but I think okay. Christian's point is right. Like the end game should have been Punk beating Cena and Rock at Mania twenty nine, retaining the title and as a baby putting face. Somebody, uh, yeah, and then uh, as kind of like a anti hero, is like finally sort of right, kind of coming. Like I mean, it was it could be almost like an Austin deal where like. He basically becomes babyface that night and stays that way. Sort of, um, he would have to drop Heyman before that, right? Like, um, yeah, I think honestly, in that timeline, you would reverse a lot of it. I think you know, like a lot of the road to that time, I think you'd right. probably change, um, right? Right, um, I kind of think, man, there's an argument that if you do that summer of punk correctly, you just insert him in at Mania 28, man. There really is. Like, I think there's a world you can do that. I think you could, but I, I remember, I remember what it was like at the time. And Cena Rock definitely should have felt. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I, I feel like 29 would have been a better because we didn't need to see Cena Rock too. No, I agree. You know? That's so, one. I, I mean, that's I, I we all agree like, on that. You know, I, I, I feel like Punk Cena Rock would have been a much better for 29. I agree. 28. I just, um, I just wish I had a better answer for what Punk should have done for that first year post the angle. You know, right, right. Just don't, it never quite clicks for me. I can't. Um, this is what I was referencing. I'd forgotten this was it. The Waffle House. Another one of those peak, like, you know, CM Punk isn't a real top guy because he's short, whereas I am seven foot tall, and it's like, well, depends what metric you're using, really, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, granted, Punk's a bit of promo wrestler, you know, draw, um, more influential. But Kevin Nash is taller, so. And he's funny, so, you know. Yeah. He is, funny. he is He is. No, I'm just yeah. he's, he's We talk about funny, it a lot. But like, he's, he's, deservingly, he's deservingly getting buried tonight. He's and look, that's he's why, the like, like, legitimately, that rock segment always pops me because I don't think Nash was expecting that, and boy, I don't think he, I he think reality hit him in the face hard. Yeah, because like, look, this be this be Kevin Nash. Rock never was always the best at putting over his opponents either. Right, but that's why it rules because the roles had reversed, and suddenly right. he was the exactly. one standing there getting the fucking shots fired at him, and it was like, wait, this isn't fun. Right. The the truth of it is. Kevin Nash fucking rules. <laughs> okay, yeah. he pops me huge. But people go so far with it that it's like, when I see these dumb wrestling accounts being like, man, I wish the guys like today were more like Kevin Nash. It's like, why? Why do you want more wrestlers that actively don't care about entertaining you? That's the straight, like, chill, just laugh at his stories, but don't take him too seriously. Right. He's a, just yeah, a wrestler. Right. Like, laugh at him hitting Randy Savage with a Slim Jim, you know? Right, laugh at him yelling at a cat nitro and nitro when he's getting. There's this, there's this hilarious thing, right? Where it's like people judge top stars on the raw ingredients rather than the results. It's like Kevin Nash, that's a real top guy. Brian Danielson, too small. (laughs) It's like who says who? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, let me let me have a look. There was another one in the chat that popped me. Let me find it. 
have a tough topic. How would you fix the WrestleMania 19 World Heavyweight Championship match? I think you just have book a win, right? Yeah. yeah. Probably less racism, too, would be my objective. Right, uh, right. Pitch. Particularly with Jerry Lawler on commentary. Oof. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, what else is here? There was another one. Um, did y'all did 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 any of y'all catch the Rumble pre-show where Lawler basically just talked about how horny he was at thirty minutes that uh, thirty women were going to be in a Rumble match? I didn't, but that sounds about right. Yeah, it was very yeah. unfortunate. And you know what? The chat's all for it because, as Doug Gilbert once said, he raped a little girl. <laughs> um, the chat. We'll use this as a palate cleanser. Um. <laughs> The chat asked for it. Fuck, we haven't got it. No, we can't play to Kevin Nash because that's on the other stream yard that I don't have access to anymore. Oh, no. Sorry, everyone. Kevin Nash has been buried. Anyway, so uh, Rampage. Bob? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. What do you think Kevin Nash thinks of Taz as a top guy? I don't know that he like has a formed opinion on it. I guess just like on the surface, probably like, oh, he's too small. But like, <laughs> I don't think Kevin Nash has sat down and watched like a ton of ECW. Hey, hey, Bob. Yep. Are you saying that Kevin Nash thought Taz was too small? Yep. Would you be tempted to say the phrase Taz was too small? Yeah, he's too small, man. I mean, you know, he uh, <laughs> I mean, he's got good talent and stuff, but uh, I mean. The guy just, uh, you know, he just he didn't have it, man. You, you can't have these little guys coming around here and doing all this stuff and, you know, hitting their moves or whatever. It's not, you know, it doesn't make any money, man. It's, you know, you gotta you got to find guys who can make some money. Incredible. Have you seen the clip where he talks about Courtney Cox being wildly in love with him? Have you seen that? No. He says he was sitting in the front row and he's like, she didn't take her eyes off me. Fucking God bless, man. What, incre- what incredible <laughs> lie that no one can ever say is a lie. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. What is your guys' top five promos of all time? Like one single promo. Um, so, for example, Pipe Bomb, Punk's comeback promo, so on and so forth. Okay. This is really hard, by the way. Single promos. Man, that's difficult, isn't it? I might, I might, like, obviously the pipe bomb comes to mind, but I don't really, I don't know, I really struggle with the individual promos. Orange promo after the NWO attacks everybody outside of the trailer. Oh, the, the, the one at Disney? Or the Universal? One, whatever yeah, the, the one, yeah, yeah, the one where he goes, uh, I'll take you to the morgue, whatever. Yeah, with beef, when they're beating up Beefcake, right? Yeah. That rules, by the way. They just kicked the shit out of him just to, like, get at Hogan. That's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hard Times is definitely one of the obvious candidates for sure. Um, I like the I like the Ole Anderson babyface promo. When you know when he's old man Ole and he talks about how, the, how Arn said that the fire is dimmed in his eyes and he fucking gets really fired up about him mad and says he's going to kill all the horsemen and shit. <laughs> you know the dude where he's like, he goes, he has this line that always popped me where he's like, 
He's like, you know, don't forget, you asked these people around here where it was like when the Andersons were riding high. He makes them sound like they're a fucking mob. <laughs> you know? He's only Anderson's like an all time great promo. Well, it was a chilling promo, man. He really was. He was incredible. So was so was Jake in his prime. My yeah. God. Yeah. Jake, especially in his like evil Jake like really evil Jake in like ninety one with like the yep. few with Savage and Taker. His promos were like terrifying. Yeah, absolutely. He literally sounded like a fucking serial killer. Yeah. Which so especially scary. like People don't realize how much the influence of that is such that that style is kind of like people have tried to recreate it a lot, mm-hmm. but then it was such a wonderful contrast to the norm, right? Like it's kind of the shouting and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, man, that's really intrigued me. I, single promos I struggle with, but I'm really intrigued by us trying to just like the great promo guys. Let's do like a let's try and come up like a top five or something. And again, this is not this is important because I think it's boring if we do it the other way. This is not counting like star power and like we get that Steve Austin and The Rock were bigger draws than these guys, right? Mm. Like I don't read the Rock's promos are like Austin Austin and Rock doing karaoke was awesome because it was, and 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 they do the great payoff from Mania where The Rock goes, The Rock never forgets, yes. and then and then, and then Rock bottoms. Oh, they rule. But it's yeah. a different kind of promo, right? Right, right. Especially yeah, was, Rock. Was, Rock's yeah, like... It's not, it's not the same thing. Um, I mean, in many ways, Rock is the guy that turned the promo into what it is now. And everyone hasn't realized yet that he was the only guy that could pull that off and they should stop trying to do it. <laughs> right. It's fair. Okay, so on Anderson, Oracle is always your pick, right? As the greatest promo. Yes. Okay, I, I think, you know, on is a very, very fair selection. Um, I think Punk's on the list. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think Foley. when you look at Foley, yes, it was my pick. Fuck, that's a that's a good. Yeah, because we, you know, we obviously on historical oracle, I've been praising yes, nothing down. Definitely in there. That's interesting. The hmm, not 2016, 2017 GM Foley, but it happens. It happens to the yeah, best of them. Poor Mick. Um, man, I'm re- I, the next name that comes to mind for me is Oli. Oli was fucking just a horrid human being, <laughs> and it wasn't much of a leap for him to play that role. I understand that, but no. Jesus, you, you said it. It's so he was chilling. He's truly yeah. sinister character. Hmm. And then you know the bell rang. Well, you get what you get. Um, he was kind of fun when he would kill the job guys when he was really old and grumpy. Yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. I'll, I'll give him that. Okay, is now I saw someone in the uh, looking at the chat here. Flair's interesting. Flair for me is like I find the content of his promos to be kind of like whatever, but his charisma is such that it's. He's definitely a candidate. I wouldn't be in my top group, I don't think, personally. As much as he pops me, I just, I, he's, he's different. I don't know. Um, yeah, Oli's like fucking vengeful run there at the end of his in ring career, basically, the end of his is awesome. I've never enjoyed Piper as much as the norm. I like Piper. Um, his promos are. I don't like as much. I actually think he's better in the ring than people give him credit for. 
Yeah. Um, the promos never click for me. Yeah. 80s Piper's great in the ring. Like, he's awesome. Yeah. I need to see more of that stuff. Savage, I like a lot on the promo, on the stick. That's interesting. Um, I think he's better than Hogan and Warrior. By like, I mean, no one really thought Hogan and Warrior was great or anything. Right. But, you know, they had their distinct. <laughs> Savage, to me, is just. Savage could get his point across, and and, yeah. and a little bit more clearly, I think, than than, than those guys. Yeah, it's, it's um, it's fascinating because like, I know the the immediate take is like the guys these days can't talk. You guys think AEW's presence is kind of like, it's kind of brought the promo back to wrestling a little bit. But obviously not everyone in AEW can talk, but there's like a handful of guys that I think are really good promos. Mm-hmm. And the way WWE produces their TV, he just isn't, like they don't really allow for that kind of promo work. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, right. It's been fun to have AEW, and like everyone, you know, people watch AEW for different reasons, but there's definitely a truth to like, the promo is powerful in that promotion, man. It, it means something. And, I mean, you got Kingston over huge. I think it's what makes Moxley so special. Those pre-tapes that Moxley can do, like Miro, I've won. Um, it's interesting. It's nice to have that back on the kind of national stage, I think. Moxley's got that distinct voice to that growl, you know? Yeah. That helps, you know? Seriously, like, that, like, you know, you have that distinct, like, you know, Eddie Kingston with his thick New York accent. Like, what it, it, it helps. Is- he didn't always have that either. Like, if you go back and watch the, you know, the old school, like, Mox promos, mm-hmm. he didn't have, he had that kind of, like, he had that high pitch deal, and that's why he, I think he really tried to do the Heath Ledger stuff a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. And as he's got older, he has, as you say, is that awesome. I think Mox is someone that, like, there's a chance that when people look back, He's someone they bring up in this conversation. The only person, the only people who are like, and listen, you'll you'll go, you'll do your Joe thing, but I really do think Miz is a good promo. Um, <laughs> and oh, I think he's actually a great promo. But um, see, I'm not going to argue about the Miz because I think you, you you just won't listen. But um, no, I agree. I have I have a problem with the Miz. But Sami Zayn is excellent. Yeah. And honestly, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. You can people go bitch and whine and complain about twenty fourteen, same as anyone. Fuck off. He's way better now. As a in, in the ring, yeah, he's probably better, you know, as a baby <laughs> face. But in terms of character, oh he fucking rules. Tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous. He's like the best thing in WWE. Mm. Um, okay, give me your opinion. Do you not like his character? No, it seems funny. I just think to me that's just peak WWE. They couldn't get anything out of him as a baby face. I think it's nuts. With that, with that theme and how much people loved him, I, I don't get know what you're man. saying, but I was not a fan of Sammy Zayn babyface at all. I get that, but like the people that filled the arenas liked him. You know, they always fucking turn everyone. Yeah, they just turn everyone. I get what you're saying, but. Yeah. If you'd have told someone in 2015 when I was watching NXT that in like a few years they'd have turned both Bailey and Sammy, <laughs> like as much as they're good at it because they're great at what they do, it's just nuts. They just turn every fucking wrestler, man. It's I get brutal. it. I get it. Maybe it's just what I prefer, and it's not even yeah, me being like fine. a bootlicker or anything. It's just I prefer their right. 
I prefer that those versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, personally, that's fine. Um, I think Miz is a great promo. To be clear, I don't actually have any disagreements with that. Uh, Sammy is definitely a great promo, but he's his stuff is so much like shtick now that it's kind of hard to. Yeah. It's yeah, hard to frame him as a promo. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. um, trying to think of WWE guys the last decade that I would put as like great promos. I think Joe was a great promo when he was, you know, when he was rolling as oh, like yeah. when he's feuding with Brock. Mm-hmm. That one comes to mind. Um, so much so that when that run was happening, like. That was what got Joe over on the main roster. Those promos, the matches weren't like well, Owens is good. I'm not as big on Owens as a promo as some people, but he is good, definitely. Yeah. He's I mean, he's kind of one note for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. He has that delivery that like every no matter what promo what the content, he'll be in that lane. You know, like it's this well. Um Jericho. Absolutely. Jericho's, he's a guy where he, he's so desperately versatile that I think sometimes it subtracts from like how good a promo he can be. Like when Jericho's been great, he's been fucking great, right? Like as a promo in ring, he just, there's a lot of Jericho. There's a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different evidence to pile through for better and worse. Big E is very good. Mm hmm. So this is the thing, right? And this is what you were kind of getting at, Oracle. He's like, I don't even think it's not like, like this is probably true. Sam, Bailey right. probably is a better hit, but I don't know if that makes the. the... I, I I don't I don't even think you're wrong about Sammy and Bailey. It's just particularly with Sammy, I much prefer him as this character. Right. I find it much more entertaining, like him just like the white meat babyface Sammy Zane just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't find I it just, appealing. I worry, not worry, I don't care. It's fucking six in the morning. But I think a lot about like their reliance on that play of like white meat baby face that loses too much and they turn them into like shtick. Like they do with Gargano too. And it's like, I don't think any of us really care about Johnny Gargano, but like you probably shouldn't just turn every fucking wrestler heel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of them have to stand. To me, this is my this is my take on professional wrestling. This is me, okay. The norm should just be like relatively good professional wrestlers, so that when someone turns and goes to the dark side, it's a true betrayal of the audience's trust. You can have bad guys, but not betrayals like that. When everyone turns, it gets to a point where the norm is that you just fucking, you stop trying to win fair, you cheat, and you have much more success that way. And it makes the baby faces look dumb for not doing the same thing, you know? Like, at some point, if every wrestler on the roster loses a lot, turns and then wins a lot, the heroes just look fucking dumb, you know? You need to have a core there that stands for something. They have to. Because otherwise, there is no... You know what the problem is? What's the problem? Is it Bob? very obvious? The quarterly earnings will tell you right there. Yeah, they made money and they don't have to try. Absolutely, it's just Bob. Are you okay? 
Yeah, I think so. You all right, pal? Go, get, go, like you know. Take you can you can leave for a moment and sort yourself out. You sound like you're really struggling over there. Worried about you. There you go. I love that Bob didn't say, "Okay, I'll do that." He just left. Okay. Yeah. I think Permission. He was and stuff. There was one um, point where he like went back onto the thing and I yeah. think he was sneezing. Poor guy. That's yeah, I was slightly okay. worried when he was going like this. Yeah. That was bad. Um, <laughs> you need like. There's not a turn in WWE that would shock you and I. Hmm. There's not one. Because everyone turns. And it's just... Yeah. I mean, well, again, like people... And like, at, at some point, we talk about it because we have the content for our right. for our stuff on YouTube or whatever. And, and you know, it's, it's somewhat fun to, you know, talk chit-chat with the guys. And, you know, even if it's something we don't necessarily love, there's things to find or to enjoy or whatever. But... Right. At the end of the day, the quarterly earnings show, they don't have to try anymore. Mm-hmm. It could be the worst dirt, worst shit you've ever seen. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's corporate synergy. It's business to business. They don't make, they don't make their money. We, the money that we, that, that you and I could give them is, is nothing. I know. And people it just has don't no value. As much as the numbers so, are out there, people refuse to grasp that. Yep, it, 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 that's the sad part. I mean, I mean, people are better off not even covering them. Yeah, because I mean, it, it's it's not you know. <clears throat> and yes, we're having you. We're having this conversation, but it's like, at the end of the day, I think we have to try to understand what's going on here. Yeah, because otherwise you're just running into a brick wall over and over again. Right. 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 They don't care. See, this I guess, is some... I guess, I guess the argument would be, well, because they're making money, they, they, it doesn't mean they don't have to care. They could at least try now and and, right. and they can take risks because right. you know their money's not gonna, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. Here's my thing on that, and like. This is great. Here's the thing on Ben's comment. Please cover it be less. Who cares? I guess he's talking about like everybody in general. That's that's fair. That's fair. I think at the same time, like I personally get tired of covering AEW every damn week. Right. Same shit over and over and over again. Um, but well, that's just, just that's because it's me. And I'm a very boring and sad person. <laughs> here's but, my take on that, because I've gone all over the place with this. I think there is definitely an over-reliance of wrestling media to cover WWE. Yeah. I think that needs to change. And however, I have definitely very much circled back around to like, I just try and cover it the way I would cover an impact wrestling. Sure. Like I have an idea what's going on. I talk about it in kind of broad strokes. I personally am of the belief that anyone pulling their hair out and getting mad that they're not doing the fantasy booking in their own head and, like, they're not doing the logical thing. Mm-hmm. I've compared it to going to McDonald's and going back and saying, fuck, man, this isn't this isn't proper meat in this fucking burger here. It's like, bro, what? Like, you know what they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're... Right. It's, like when you, it's like when you right. see shit like Cesaro. Yeah, like, I, I, I think they should be covered, but I think you have to kind of have, like, a... Perspective, I don't know, like, right? I think you got to stop being mad about them. See, here's the thing. That's the thing that I feel like, you know, you got to stop, you just stop getting mad. 
This is what I think is really hard, though, and this is something I struggle with a lot. And yes, I agree with Dylan. I, I want to see WWE do better. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I really struggle with, though. If you're going to cover it, there is no point ending every sentence with the disclaimer of, but they won't do that because they suck. If you're going to cover it, try and have fun with it, mm-hmm. right? That's like and, and, and that's and that's what we try to do. You know, that's what yes, you and Bob try exactly. to do on Mondays and stuff. You know, and, right. and we're going to continue to do that. But you know, I just I don't know. It's just something I wanted to point out, like just to bring up in general. Like, yeah, it's it's not like try to have fun with it. You know, that's the, that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, because um, it's like I've done it before. Right? Yeah, you know, you know we're going to make our jokes and stuff, but, but that's part of the fun. Right. There's a difference between that and like you know, it's part of the fun to make our. Um, you know. Look, I think our audience knows that we have an aware- enough awareness of that product to know that most of the stuff we're talking about is aimless and pointless, right? We get it. We understand. Mm-hmm. But there's no need when you're doing a show to be, like, aggressively cynical and just shoot down at all conversation, right? When we're talking about it, we'll have fun with it. We'll pick kick around mm-hmm. ideas. Right. And will any of it come to fruition? No. But that's, that's wrestling. I think, you know, and we're talking it. We're just popping ourselves here, but... I, I come to a realization a couple of months ago, and especially a month ago, and I talked to Oracle about this especially. Like, we just should cover wrestling, you know? Yeah, we should just cover it in general. And this is not me because I'm not even like burying AEW, right? Like, I like it, right. but like, I don't want this to be like AEW only. Yeah, because, uh, you know, that's why I kind of wanted, you know, I wanted to do this, you know, I want to do wrestling history, want to do fun side right. things. We can do some non-wrestling things if you want to, you know. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole deal. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I think if you look at the landscape, there's going to be an awful lot of news stories that, that crop up here in this next few months. There's a lot of free agents. And they're going to go different places. They are. Mm-hmm. Like, if we go case by case, we could say AEW for every one of them, but that ain't how it's going to work out. Like, And hopefully we come out of this kind of little season here of of the industry changing and, and the landscape shift, and hopefully we come out of it with a more balanced industry. That doesn't mean the impact's going to be doing 600,000 viewers. It just means that it's more interesting to you and I, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's difficult. And, like, and like I get this too about, like, that. there's a lot of reasons not to want to watch WWE, but, like, my favorite wrestling promotion is owned by Sinclair. <laughs> like bro i (laughs) i can only do so much you know like it's i can only dunk on that side of it so much quite frankly i just think bad big business bad people like it's just me that doesn't that doesn't make what they do right my my stance on that is is, um i don't i'm a very cynical person in a lot of ways and I think it's too difficult to try and and say, well, this is good and that's good. And I just think that we don't know these people. And I think you have to expect the worst out of everybody in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I look at it. So nothing Indeed. really surprises me. Um, and but like, it's so, worth saying, right? Like, Demon Grin, and he said this just before, he, he's not in wrestling media. So, like, he just watches what he was kind of watching. Sure, sure. That yeah, makes I'm, perfect I'm, sense. And I'm not even yeah. trying to be like, right. you know, no, it's, it's, I just was using that for a talking point. Like that makes perfect sense. I just like if me, as when I was on fight for you, if I made a statement and said, 
due to WWE's releases and their deal with Saudi Arabia, I'm never covering them again. It's like, tune in next week as I review Death Before Dishonor. And it's like, well, you know, like he's, he's slippery slow. Yeah, There's it's just it's shit it's all over. It's the kind of broadcast, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Even if you just look at the rest of the operations too, right? And, like, and let's be hmm. honest, the Khan family isn't the most billionaire. You know, they, they don't have all flying colors here. Um, yeah. That's just a fact. Um, this is this is interesting because I think, and I hope this doesn't sound like insulting, but I think if we do more Japanese wrestling with us four, it's honestly like most likely we do old Japanese wrestling. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I'm kind of, I, I want to watch more pros in Noah this year, but I, I don't see there being a point where we cover like New Japan coast, like really closely at this point. I just, I just think, obviously the product changes, but the way it is right now, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, certainly. Yeah. I don't think Bobby would get much out of it either. I like New Japan a lot in thirteen and fourteen, twenty thirteen yeah. and fourteen. Yeah. Well, well, I liked in twenty fifteen too, but thirteen and fourteen is when I really want. Like, yeah, I was already out by the time Omega got big. I was done. I was done with them. We, I think we could do a lot with old school Japanese wrestling, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. like Oracle lists matches to me that I haven't seen, and I think we could do it. And this is something with historical oracle that I think we should like. We're doing this is your current project, right? Mm-hmm. But I definitely think there's something to be said for us doing like spin off oh, yeah. specials we can, where, yeah, we can, yeah, we can do specials because I mean, this yeah. this thing will take centuries, right. but uh, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm totally down for that for sure. It's really interesting. I mean, I, I remember there was one grim where we talked in detail about the the pro wrestling, the way pro wrestling Noah came to be, right, and how incredible those stories are. Fucking, it's amazing. There's some great, great stories out there that are sometimes lost on me, some people lost on Bob. Like, you know, it's just nice to kind of, um, it's nice to explore something. And that's something with the Patreon that I think we can really dive into now because, like, you know, we get it. There's stuff that's more niche, right? And a Royal Rumble review, simply put, folks, that does real good for us as we grow that channel, right? And mm-hmm. I think if you watch my content long enough, you know I'm not someone that sweats that stuff. But right now and where we're at now, that's pretty cool where we can get those kind of uh, that kind of exposure. So it is a balance, and hopefully we can we can do all sorts of stuff here moving forward. This is factual, Bob. Have you ever seen this, Andre and Stan Hansen? Um, no, I have not. Fucking mm. incredible match. Yes, absolutely incredible. We will not do retro impact reviews. I'll never review old impact again. I'm more <laughs> likely to review impact now every week than old stuff. That stuff's bad. I can't do it. Yeah, we tried. Like TNA, like you know, Spike TV, TNA. I just fucking I can't. Oh, watch it. good lord, it's bad. And it's all aged badly, and it's like it's really frustrating because they just like waste every opportunity they have to be a competitor. You know, it's just bad. I actually think modern impact like. People dunk on it, and I get it, but, like, I think they mostly do, like, a pretty good job creatively. They're just kind of fucked, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> they're in the spot they're in, and I get it, the main event scene, I, I agree with it. I just, I don't know. I think the show's actually pretty good these days, and people have just made their mind up, which is, 
you get what you get, I suppose, right? Is what it is. It'll be fine. Once Regal's the CEO, you know, it'll be fine. You imagine. Shoot told me you'd watch the product immediately if they posted a graphic tomorrow that just said <laughs> Stephen Regal is the new, like, you know, executive director or whatever. Would you watch Oracle? Here's the thing with me. <laughs> In terms of watching, I have to have a certain sort of comfort in my viewing, right. in terms of easy access, and if I don't have that, I will never watch anything ever. Fair. I'm very strict on that. Well, you just owned Impact Wrestling. I did. They need to get their fucking shit together. What about when Freddie Prince Jr. comes in and begins to book the territory? Will you find a way then? I'll try harder. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay. Bob, yep. what what territory are you closest to uh, adding to your weekly viewing? Um, I it's guess one dollar too many. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Impact. Like I've watched it a couple times this month. Uh, it's entertaining. A couple times this month. That was impressive. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, like of the ones that are running weekly, yeah, Impact would probably be the one that uh, I would land. I don't see myself watching MLW or NWA. How about getting on a fucking channel that's actually worth a shit? But no, sorry, you blew those fucking opportunities the last goddamn 20 years. So now I can't fucking watch you anymore, you hey, fucking dumb fucks. Hey, man. It's, you know, it's okay, easy, man. It's two, you know, like two and a half hours in here. I mean, I agree, but you know. Well, you know, that's uh, I forgot. I forgot. This I'm not is at the work. show. This is the show that I would. If I said, if Oracle said to me, oh, "I'm adding another hour," I think this show would fucking pop you huge. It is like the weirdest wrestling show because it features talent from across the board, and like in a lot of ways, it's more traditional New Japan than current New Japan, <laughs> like. It's a really interesting show. It's kind of dry, which for a lot of people is a puff, but for me, pops me, and I think you'd probably be in, in the same boat. Something there, Oracle. I think you'd enjoy New Japan Strong. Um, I don't know what Strong... Strong's just on... Is it on Roku? What did they do with Roku? Roku the Roku some, channel. Yeah, they did some deal with that, right? I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, it's good. Um, I mean, I have the Roku channel because I have a Roku, but I don't ever use it. Do you know that they claim Ring of Honor is seen by 400,000 people every week? It can't be true. It doesn't seem right. If that's true, they have like a gold mine of wrestling fans that don't watch any other wrestling or discuss wrestling in any <laughs> in any way, or shape, or form online. <laughs> yeah. No, what that is is actually people who are like watching their local Fox affiliate late at night. Yeah, fall asleep. And then fall asleep and yeah. Ring of Honor's on. That's what's going on. There was a time around 2016, 2017, where they definitely had their own weird audience. Because, like, indie darlings would come out and not get a reaction. 
and it was really fucking weird. Of course, what happened then was they didn't have any audience at all, and people stopped going to their professional wrestling shows. But enough about Bully Ray. Um, <laughs> Bob Ben says Bob is excited about the Wow revival for women of wrestling. Wow. Yeah, I'm interested in where it's going to air. Um, but Paramount something, isn't it? Is it is it Viacom CBS? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be on Paramount Plus or what. Is it? Did they say it might be like syndicated or some shit? What did they yeah. say? That is what they said originally. I'm sure it will be good. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> it's nice. Bob could muster was a hopefully it's fun. Um, all right. Anything else? We were going to wrap up an hour and a half, and we don't have an hour doing so. I don't know what we talked about. There's not going to be any timestamps for this, folks. I'm I'm not, not going to be able to go. I'm not going. Let's let's do three. Is it? Are, are, are we good with that? That's fine. I, I can't. I, I I don't think I can do four. No. Do you remember when we were talking about the free agents? Yeah. I was talking about. Show was good today, by the way. I watched. I watched a good. I watched the end of that. It was very. Good. Yeah, it was awesome. Good job, Joe. What rampage? No, I'm talking about your stream with Jason. <laughs> Could you imagine how much it would ruin if you congratulate me on rampage being good? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Jay Show is uh you know what? Let's talk about this a little bit because you made it two and a half hours here. God bless you. Our audience, all bits aside, because I mean, we do dunk on them a lot, and sometimes we actively argue with them. They fucking rule, man. So, like, I have Jay Shell on as a guest, right? And I never feel good about having people on as guests because it's not a paid spot. And it's like, am I really offering her exposure? It's the fucking late-night grin. (laughs) Like, you know, it's hardly one of the great networks in our world. So I said, okay, here's what we're going to have this, this donation element and the, the money will go to the guest. And that way I can invite guests on and not feel completely uncomfortable. I mean, it's a little bit unfair because I'm making the people pay them rather than myself. But at the end of the day, Bob can only be fined so many times, right? You get what you get. Brothers, the fucking audience, they Jay Shell came out of this thing with like 50 bucks. That rules. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Got me here, that and I, I swear, this is not me like... I genuinely thought anything would be fun because in this game, you do those things and it's like, here's what it is, right? You do them. It's fun. Hopefully you forget about money. It was just, I honestly, I was very proud of of what we built here because we aren't a big platform, but like I told the audience, this money's going to Jay show. And they said, Oh fucking hell, let's give us like, it's cool. Right. It's good shit, man. There's not a lot of money in wrestling media. So it's just, it popped me. So yeah. It was a great show. She's um she's great. She's great. She's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I look. I'm not old, but I do feel like an old fuck at times because I've been in this little world here five years, right? Well, I did it again. I've been wrestling media. I keep saying the world like it's. I've been around for five years, but anyway, wrestling media five years, and I do feel like an old fuck at times. And it's really cool when you actually feel like, oh, I can actually help this person, you know? Very, very. And I can't really because she's better at all this shit than I am. But for now, until she gets the big gig, I can help her a little bit. Hopefully she remembers me. So, oh, how? Yeah. 
I'm going to help you, Bobby. I do. Yeah. You, I'll pick uh, you up you off the streets. Help me big time. The, the distraction. I bought you a fucking mansion for you to record the podcast from. It's true. That's why I'm here. I really like Jason's idea of late night grand over access and like we could have like impact could be on our channel and have to be on the stream yard that we don't know the password to. And um like Scott Demore would like have to ask us to get on the stream yard and like DM Joe like like when I had to emergency DM Joe last night to make sure that he sent me the link to the stream. Oh, that was terrible, man. And, 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 like, Amazing. We'd have to get like, you know, Scott tomorrow and would have to ask us for permission for things. But Moose would come on and we'd just pull the plug immediately. Right, right. <laughs> we'd say their internet went out. <laughs> How great would that be? It would rule. That was another deal earlier with, um, you know, you mentioned I forgot to send the link. My my famed unprofessionalism. So I come on the stream yard about eight minutes before, before we go live, right, earlier on. And that's early for me, man. Eight minutes? Mm. Good Lord. Jay Shell's sitting there waiting. I was like, how long have you been here? She said, I get to every show 15 minutes early. <laughs> I said, the last time I did a show with you, I got there after the thing had already begun there, for fuck's sakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, have you noticed that I'm either like extremely early or extremely late? I'm never in between. There you go. I'm never on time. You know, I'm just, I mean, right. well, I guess I was on time tonight. I, I showed up about, about, you know, about 11 or 1. It's such a fascinating dynamic before you go live because it's like, there's, there's topics that, you could talk about that you don't want to talk about on the air that are too big to talk about in that five minutes, right? Like you can't just stop to, but you don't want to talk about the wrestling stuff because it's like, well, fuck, we've got to do that on the air for four hours. <laughs> right. It's a really weird dynamic. What are Bob's thoughts on the Monster Truck sumo match from Halloween Havoc 95? Bob? Um, I've never seen it. I've heard about it, oh, but I have Jesus, not. Man. I believe... Um... I'm actually gonna do all of like the Nitro era WCW. Hopefully, at some point this year. But meaning to do well, it. Um... There's a series here, and you and I. I actually was looking at this the other day when I was going through the old Patreon content. We had this plan, but we went for Impact instead, which, in hindsight, one of the worst mistakes ever made. <laughs> but with Oracle on board, this could work even better. I really like the idea of us picking out, like. Rather than giving Bob the whole lot to watch, Oracle, I think we could 100% kind of curate like a pay-per-view playlist of like, this is the shit that you need to see for good oh, yeah. or bad, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, then maybe we could work that into the grim where you kind of talk about it sporadically. You don't have to watch it all the time, obviously. But They're shifting the torque. Because the... <laughs> because pre-Nitro WCW is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm, Oracle, I'm sure you like the early 90s WCW is fucking incredible. I mean, there's a lot of bad, but it, the best stuff is some of my right. favorite stuff ever. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be a mistake to skip that. You kind of, you had the perfect starting point because they, you know, the sale happens in what, November, December, 1988. Mm-hmm. And then November. 80, well, 89. Technically, but I think it comes like it's right. effective in November. 89 is an incredible jumping on point because you have fucking Flair has like, classics throughout the whole it's his best year right like mm-hmm. incredible year and he's 40 yeah. at that point everyone thought he was washed 
What you saying, Bobby? Yeah. No, I think it's something there. We should do that at some point. Sound real fired up, uh, pal? I am. I'll so never walk forget. Walk along Inception. I'll never forget the first time. That, like, you know, everyone says Flare Steamboat, Flare Steamboat, right? Like, it's, like, it's one of those things that's like burnt into every wrestling fan's brain. Whether you've watched it or not, you know about that series. And I watched the trilogy, was blown away, obviously. And I'll never forget sitting there. I had a great big fucking pizza in front of me. It was really late. And they shot the angle with Funk. The one that I always talk about, right? It's my favorite. You know, he's a judge. And I don't want to spoil it because Bob's going to watch it at some point here soon, probably. But if you know, you know. Uh, I didn't mean a challenger, Rick. (laughs) It's genuinely, and I love old wrestling, but in that moment, I felt like I had been transported back to 1989. You know, like it's Mm. that whole thing is peak pro wrestling. Like, if you could bottle that shit, that's pro wrestling to me. You know, like the delivery, the vibe, everything. Was it the first Flare DVD that has that on there? From like 2003, 2004? I'm not sure. Um, people in the chat may know this. But when we got that, we we would watch that segment literally over over and over. So we great. would watch the match over and segment over and over and over and over and over again. That yeah. was like a religious experience in my home. I I mean I've said it to you before, I when I was asked for the Fightful magazine to what to to write a piece about the greatest wrestling angle, that was that was immediately the way I went because I just can't I think the genius of that is almost lost on people. They did the they did that trilogy and then had an angle to spin Terry, it to something totally Greg. different. The, the, oh, the he's Lawler, incredible. In the, the Funk Lawler Empty Arena is one of the all time great segments yes. in history of wrestling. Yeah. Uh, that's not an exaggeration, by the way. No, it's not. Lance Russell is incredible during that too. Yeah, and that's well, the I mean, test, Terry right? might be in traffic. I, you know, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> so like, you got a gun, Lawler? It's just <laughs> you got a gun in there. <laughs> Funk is like, of course, all of the pieces are great, right? Like he's a great worker, he's a great primer. We get it, but the true beauty of Terry Funk is that. That aura that he brings, and it isn't a cool aura, right? Isn't the it's that sense of danger, that sense of like this guy is a little bit different to the others, right? Like that, right? He's just, I think you know, there's there's a lot to be said for his case as the greatest wrestler ever. I I truly believe that, and I've seen a lot less than you, Oracle. By my God, is he loved in Japan in the seventies? Oh, he's king, absolute king. Um. And the other thing, too, he has, and this is something that works for Brian. When in 10 years, we talk about Brian's case as the greatest wrestler ever. I mean, as I don't already do it. He has that X factor of he was fucking nuts so that he he did shit that really, in hindsight, like how much better and how much more fun is his match catalog for some of the weird shit he did, right? Mm. <laughs> like, the fucking death match of Onita, he didn't even like get paid properly for it. <laughs> But it fucking rules. <laughs> when you and I talk about how great he is, 100% I'm bringing that shit up. You know, like, yeah, he's, he's he's magic, man. Yeah. Everything. Um, We got 16 minutes. Bob, 
What's up? We got sixteen minutes. We do. We gotta start wrapping up. Do we? No. We're good. Yeah. See, this is the problem with late night grand. Yeah. It's so so long that like I get hungry again. And I'm tired and hungry, so I have to eat first before I go to bed. Sorry to hear that. Seems bad. Joe, do you like go make a full breakfast and then go to bed or how does that work? Depends what I'm doing. Like today, I'm gonna go to bed because I'm very, very tired to be honest with you guys. I will say though, and this is a compliment to you both, I always feel less tired after, you know, because we have so much fun. Yeah. It rejuvenates me. So I may go. May go watch a little Roddy Strong match, you know. Um, something to call me, something, something to just kind of ease me into my my evening, which is actually happening at seven a.m. Um, I'll call it a day, bro. So, okay. Can you can you give us a little insight into your sleep schedule today? What time did you sleep last? If 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 you if or, you're comfortable informing us, I think in this particular case, I should probably not answer that question. This okay. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll be maybe honest, guys. Maybe I'll be maybe. honest, guys. Yeah, yeah. after the show we could do. It. Just to be totally transparent, that the last three weeks, not the time for sleep, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Foot on the pedal. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's a, it's oh, well, we know Shoot had some sleep the other day. Good yeah. lord, my god! I know he's not, you know, feeling well, but like fifteen hours, like it's like a week of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Should the rest of this show just be Bob kind of promo and Shoot? <laughs> Bob, do treat this like it's the opening segment of Raw, and you're doing a program with Shoot, who couldn't make the show tonight. Yeah, it's too cowardly to show up. I think he's uh, in bed. You know, didn't get enough sleep last night, I guess. So he's out here again, sleeping. Um, this coward man. You know, his team makes a Super Bowl. He thinks it's too good for us now. Facts. It's awful. Should we say what yeah. actually happened now that we're deep enough in the show? So. This is awful, and I'm embarrassed, but it's the truth. I produced a format for this show, and I emailed it to all the guys months ago. And basically what it was was we were going to do a Ring of Honor draft. Right, guys? Remember this? We are going to do a Ring of Honor draft. We are going to go for all the promotion's greatest moments. And Shoot said, tell me now. This was in October. He said, tell me now what date that show is. I will not be there. And, like, we thought it was a rib, right? We thought he was still going to show up. We thought he was actually preparing for the draft and doing his due diligence. And I can confirm he is not here. Bob, how upset are you that you wasted all those hours going through old Ring of Honor footage? Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, man. You know, I got spreadsheets. I got year by year, you know, top prospects. Uh, Who would you have taken first, Bob? I would have probably went with the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. Oracle, you got second pick. Phil CM Punk Brooks. Okay, I'll take Sammy Joe. At third, I'm fucking happy with that. That's, that's pretty good, right? What does round two look like? Bob? <laughs> um, probably go with uh, Nigel McGuinness. Oracle? Mandy Leon. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stop uh, this before we go another round. This is bad. <laughs> That's a fucking awesome. 
That draft pool, they actually did this on, in COVID, the Ring of Honor guys did like, Ian and Caprice and those guys did a draft. And it was, dude, that talent pool is incredible, isn't it? Good Lord. I think Joe went like sixth in their draft. AJ Styles. He's pretty good. Hmm. You'd be when Bob convinced me he was going to win the Rumble. Probably should have. It rules so much that I tweeted. Somebody just said Joe just tricked on a draft. Demon grinned. <laughs> That's why I had to stop it because I realized I'd actually done that. I was very fired <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> fuck the Briscoes rules. So you've got much, the. Man. You've got the. Joe's 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 got the uh, Vince McMahon Jedi mind trick. There you thing. go. He, like manipulates yeah. us and stuff. I even got I even got Samoa Joe on my roster. <laughs> 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 hey Oracle. Yeah. How high is CM Punk gonna be on your greatest wrestler ever ballot next time around? Oh, it'll be pretty high. Top fifty for sure. Let me tell you something. I was re- I was I was uh reading Hamlet Reviews uh review of, of King and Punk from Full Gear. Brother. That was a fucking moment in time. I'm not sure they're ever going to follow up on it. Oh, it was. But it was that it was, was a moment good. in time. I hope they realize because that was special. Great fucking match. He's been incredible in AEW. Yeah. Chat's doing high jokes. Raise the bar comedically, folks. Look at the level we're right on here. We haven't we haven't repeated jokes at all tonight, okay? Pieces of shit. Speaking of such, how was Rampage, Bob? It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Hey, Bob. What's up? Are you ready? No, SmackDown's not good anymore. Oh. Hey, Bob. Yeah. If you could describe Keith Lee in just one word, what would it be? Limitless. <laughs> <laughs> he said it with a certain like he tried a little bit there, right? It was good. Okay. Yeah, this this by the way, Eddie Kingston doing an interview with like fucking Wrestle Talk and deciding he's going to do the whole thing as a character is incredible. <laughs> like him being a very normal human being, and then they bring up CM Punk and he just fucking buries him. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> he also called Sammy Guevara a dick, which popped me tremendously. Oh, Bob did. Oracle, did you just see that? Bob did my thing. He did the... Hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> did you just... Or, Bob, did you just say you want to fight Sammy Guevara? I should. I don't think that would go well. For him. Dude. Morris, God bless Morris Shima. But like, if you watch his whole run, the fucking match that Danielson pulled out of him... He's like, he should be put in a museum, you know? It's incredible. Morishima's whole running ring of one, like, he just kind of, like, floats around and exists, and he wrestles Brian, and Brian gets a fucking classic out of him. As his eyes, like, you know. Oh, he's incredible, man. He's detached from his skull. Some of the storytelling, those, like, do you remember the deal when he wrestled Nigel and, like, 
Nigel had the concussion problem and they did the thing where it was like gentleman's agreement. You know, like we won't do any hard strikes to the head and then fucking Nigel headbutted him at the end and went after the mm-hmm. eye. Oh, fuck, man. That's the good shit right there. Anyway, this is it. This is how we're going to close it out. <laughs> Bob, I mentioned on last night's show your infamous quote in which you said, in many ways, Ahmed Johnson was the original Kurt Angle. Please expand here as we reach the three-hour mark. I don't even remember saying that. Um, you said it. I'm promising you said it. I I believe you. I just I, I don't remember saying it. Um, it's not true. You know, so probably shouldn't have said it. But uh, that was a shame. yeah, it's you know. not true. It's not true. Damn, it's not true. There it is. That was pretty quick. I mean, I, I respect it. It was a tough one to kind of execution-wise, but I it appreciate was. it. Yeah, yeah, I had to think about it. Especially at this point in the night, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Why didn't you take Armand Johnson in the Ring of Honor draft? I don't think he ever worked there. Why don't you take Big T in the WCW draft? <laughs> 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 Hell of a run, brother. <laughs> Hell of a run. This this pops me. The distraction segment where Bob fucking did the chicken snacks is regularly brought up to me. Oh, it's is that like, the one where he was like tasting the Yeah, and you remember he had him in that little like pot? And yeah. when he went to eat and we all expected he was gonna like just pull one and he went like the like he was in a like a rat race. Yeah. Steven Jensen, every time I speak to him, will mention to me that he like cried tears of laughter when he watched that. It was so funny to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking amazing, man. Yeah, that was fun. I got to do fun stuff. Corner three was great shit. Not anymore yeah. though, right, Bob? No, no. He's fucking miserable no. now. <laughs> yeah, now I'm here. It's just business. I'm over here accusing Bob of. Unleashing a virus and killing people, and <laughs> Joe calls him Bobby every time, and total harassment for poor Bob. And that's fucking yeah. dorks are over here. He was he was made credible by the fightful banner, and there he has those pieces of shit just kicking the <laughs> shit out of him every week, <laughs> just dragging his name through the mud, asking him questions we know he can't answer as a rib. <laughs> So anyway, how was Rampage, Bob? It was pretty good. good. So, um, do you remember when we did an angle, Bob, where you took over the show and we made you the top heel, mm-hmm. and then I came back and shaved my head because I love the business? Yes. Fucking ruled. We that didn't win one fucking award for that, you know? What yeah, the I don't fuck? Think, I don't think people realize that was actually planned out quite a bit. We booked a two-month fucking angle, and I shaved my head. And all I got in the chat was, you like Braun Strowman. Owned. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, that's funny. And then the fucking, the confirmed shoot. He he had me saved in his phone for like a year as as a picture of the Jonah action figure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, oh. 
That was my face in his phone was the Bronson Reed. Remember he was called Bronson? Remember he was in WWE? He had an action figure. And he's like this. He's doing that face. And it's fucking it was my it was my it was my picture on his phone. Yeah, and yeah, and you guys made Bob do the face. Was very that funny. was good shit. He do you remember how funny that was? His entrance used to be him doing that fucking face. Yes. You gotta say no to some of this stuff, man. You know? I do not think he's very good, by the way. I'll be I'm completely on board with you. This most recent run is a lot more to my taste. I think you would like it more. He's actually okay. working like a big heel and kind of bruising. Right. I fucking hated his work as a baby face in NXT. Man. That was awful. He did the cart. Remember that cart Will spot he did? I called the police that night, didn't I, Bob? And then Anyway. <laughs> Someone said that this episode should be called Breaking News, and that was whoever that was, you rule, because that's made my night a lot easier. Um, this has been The Late Night Grin. An episode, I think it's fair to say, for those of us that shared it, we'll remember forever. Right? This has certainly been something tonight. I don't know. I'll be honest, I don't know if anyone here should listen to this. I'm not sure we should keep this on the on the airwaves. But it's gonna live forever. Violatenightgrin.com. Bobby, any final comments? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think we're good. Everyone, just uh, have a nice, safe weekend. That was nice. Yeah. Oracle, any closing yes, statement? I'm very tired. I hope I didn't say anything too bad. Oh. Um. I guess I the Doug Gilbert line wasn't 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 as probably as close as you got, yeah. Yeah, it was it was close. You know, I, I have to be careful. I'm tired, and sometimes my yeah, you know, you know what would be not... bad, Oracle, if we were doing a free stream, and one of AEW's most popular wrestlers had a mediocre match, and you lost your fucking mind because someone said they were better than Roderick Strong. That would be bad. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, don't 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 do that. That's bad. Um, folks, please go and watch uh, the content we did this week. Great week for here us in the Grinner Circle. Um, the historical oracle last night. We had a fabulous time with October, which is a quite the month. Trust me, even if you don't know that stuff, I think you'll pop you tremendously to to hear some of the tales and then hopefully watch some of it based on Oracle's recommendations, either genuine or so bad it's good. Right? Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that. So, right. Check that out on our YouTube. Um, the show I did with Jay Shell, the Dynamite review, the Dynamite preview is probably out of date at this point, but <laughs> all of that stuff, man, there's a lot coming up. Um, yeah, I think that's about. I think that's about all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is there any wrestling on this weekend? I don't think so. There's not, right? No, there's not even any like Impact or. No, I don't believe so. Okay, so no weekend shows. Um, I think that the great confirmed shoot may join me on Monday. He may not. If so, I'll just do a show and, you know, we'll talk about whatever's happening in wrestling because I'm sure something will fucking, some will make an arse of themselves as is tradition. Um, yeah, this has been the late night grin episode 24 breaking news. Keep grinning all how I'm definitely not stalling here to make three hours. Exactly. Um, I was going to say become a patron, but that seems redundant based on the fact this is a show for patrons. <laughs> Tell your uh, friends to become patrons. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, grandma to become yeah. a patron. Do you remember that bit, Bob? <laughs> yeah, it's <was> great. <laughs> that bit where Bob said, "Tell your friends about the show," and I said, "How would that go?" And Bob said, "You like wrestling?" I said, "No." <laughs> Bob just sat there like, "Well, fuck, it's the end of the game. I've lost." Okay. <laughs> okay. Everyone wave. Goodbye, everyone. Wow. <laughs>